advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am. I am. Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Lose its meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. Hope your back's hurting as bad as mine now. It's, uh, <laughs> you all missed the back. I'm uncomfortable, but it doesn't. It's I don't know. Mine. It's weird. It's not acute. It's dull. Yeah. Whatever so just, you did. Just I was fine you before through. you did it. So I was upstairs uh, <laughs> taking a, a whiz between episodes, and I was just kind of stretching my back a little bit. And Brent came up and asked what was wrong, and I said I pulled a muscle in my back probably a week ago. And I've spent the last three days hunched over at my desk grading shit for my prison classes. And my back's just gotten worse and worse. I've just been sitting there all day hunched over grading. And right now it's like really bad. And then we came downstairs and he was, Brent was talking about how he pops people's backs and then did it to Brad. No, he asked me to pop his standing up. Like okay. the, the squeeze around, those. you know. Yeah, because yeah. I, was, I was stretching. So they were trying to pop each other's backs, and then they started doing this bizarre lay That's on what we call it, yeah. yeah. Throw all your weight on the other person and make their back hurt. Yeah, that's, to, that to happened. Not. Mine popped. I popped, Brad, I popped really the fuck bad. out of Brad's back. Yeah, but yeah. then he was in pain and laying there. But I yeah, popped, I could like, see it on his yeah. face. Yeah. And then Brad tried to smash me. No. He's like, let me see if I you can do yours. Same. It was revenge. Did you see how hard he fucking landed on me? And then yeah, fucking, yeah. I just laid forward on him, and he's like, fucking, oh, did, my God. Because you almost did a somersault off me, bro. It's because you almost you almost bucked me off. <laughs> that shit was not good. The it was way too low. instant it happened, I was like, huh? I was sad that I didn't hit record yeah. first. Oh, man. It brought yeah. back jujitsu flashbacks. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You tap me belly on face. Mm-hmm. It happens. <laughs> so are we sp- what are we doing a whiskey? I didn't catch yeah, yeah, which one. Uh, he wants to do that. You're gonna have to give up your glass though, because mm. this is like clearly caramel- caramelized. Um, which one? You got a coffee cup. I don't know because I got this glass. You have like four glasses over this there. This is my taster. This is my happened to mine that was here. This is Matthew D. Adams drink out of your glass, and he left it oh like that. God. He came by and gave us that whiskey and then drank out of yours. You guys gotta wash your glasses. <sighs> There's a sink up there. Is there glasses up there? I'll run up there and grab one. There might be some in the top. Well, top. Give me that one. I'll just take it real quick. You guess one. Here you go. Okay. Hey, whatever. So, we, okay, yeah, we'll do some. We'll we'll uh, front load stuff. So we have a um, hot sack winner. Um, every week we give out a hot sack or a hot box. Brought to you by El Yucateco Hot Sauce, King of Flavors since 1968. Delicious, delicious, delicious hot sauce. And if you post a picture of uh, most often food or a bottle of El Yucateco and you hashtag it and, and put it out there in the Soch. Um, we appreciate it. We, if we, if it catches our eye, then we mail you a, a box or bag full of swag. I put out some fat, uh, hot boxes this week. Yeah. Six of them. There was yeah. like cutting boards and drink bottles nice. and double t-shirts. There was nice. all kinds of shit in those boxes. There's six of those. When you get them, you know who you are. Please post it and tag us and yeah, tag Teco for sure. 
And, Make it uh, worth it. This week, uh, the winner is uh, Andrew Repsik, who made an amazing uh, series of uh, photoshopped images. One was that sounds a bear. Icelandic. I hate you for the shipping already. Oh, Repsik. That sounds like far away. One was a bear and standing in a river, and where the salmon should have been jumping upstream, it was turned into Alucateco bottles. One was a scene from Dune where a Fremen <laughs> uh, worm rider was riding a bottle of El Yucateco Black, which was pretty fantastic. And uh, and it's a deep cut for Dune because it didn't happen in the first Dune movie. So you know your stuff if that's the image you picked. And then uh, the next one was Darth Maul and his double lightsaber was two bottles of El Yucateco. So it was uh, <clears throat> good work, uh, really cool images. So look out for Frankie Pigeons. He'll be hitting you up to get your deets, um, and you'll be getting a hot sack. So thank you. Thank he might be genetically Icelandic, but he is geographically way closer. Okay. Good. I can't. I won't dox him and put his address uh, up, okay, but he's yeah. way closer than I thought. Yeah. Um, I looked, though. I was worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as always, uh, we are a proud member, a founding member of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Uh, so if you uh, are into podcasts, if you have your own podcast, uh, it's a great place to, to uh, go and kind of get your your name out there. Um, and if you just like podcasts, it's a great place to go to find some episodes that you like. So what are we what are we drinking here whenever Brad shows back up? It's an unpeated scotch because Brad had one? gone yeah had gone on and on and on so about it's that. The, the Royal Blackula, and apparently uh, Matthew D. Adams made it through a whole bottle of that. So it's the Royal. Uh, Brackla Cowdor Estate Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, 12 years. You know we're calling that Count Blackula. Oh, sure. it's totally Count yeah. Blackula. That's absolutely what's happening. Yeah. That's a clean glass. Damn. Yeah, I'm fucking around. Huh? Yeah. yeah you got it on That's that a hearty cork. That does look like a hearty-ass oh, cork. Matthew D. Adams is in the military, so I had to wash his dirty lips off my... Mm. We all know what they do in the military. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like prison. Protect and service. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your service. It's kind of like prison. Yeah. You know? Oh, dang. Dave didn't. While they're protecting and, and, you know. Look at the rim of that thing. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, it's like a fire pit with a cork in it. That fucking shit's crazy. That was more than I intended to pour, but cork. my back is probably going to thank me for it. That cork was heavier than I expected. It's not crazy, but it's. Oh, that's good. That's a finger. It's a, it's a four pound cork. An actual finger. Mm. Pretty hefty cork, I'm saying. That was delicious. Mm. That is. Smell never, nice. I've never heard of this. So. No, I haven't either. Excited. Count Blackula, the Royal Blackula, Royal Blackula. So, thank you, Mac- Matthew D. Adams. Hmm. I mean, it's super fucking smooth. really smooth, really smooth. Oh man, that's good. I, I, like I got to trust you guys on flavor now because everything just kind of tastes. Fucking wacky to me. It's now. like a really unique aftertaste. That's different. That that I'm really I recognize, but I can't put my finger on it. Pool toy. I always get. No. A, <laughs> I get a little bit of weirdness. Like there's yes. always there's a, no chemically like no chemically nothing in that. No. That was really good. Yeah, I guess I got COVID mouth. I think it's smooth as fuck mm. though. It's very very smooth. Like it's warm. That my chest really is warm, smooth. but it was mm-hmm. so smooth going down. It did warm no, up. I agree. It did warm up. You only taste and, it on the back uh, outside of your tongue right here. It was yep, like hung out yep, back yep, here. Yep. But yeah. um yeah, really good. Almost that's, maybe that's like really a, the smoothest bitter you could think of, to be honest. That's, like, it's, yeah. 
That's kind of what I'm going. I I, I want to say like a grapefruit, but that's not it. Yeah, but so it's it, like is, a, it is a fruity. It's like a citrus a peel. Yeah, you know it's mm-hmm. like a citrus peel flavor. Yeah, yeah it totally. Does have My that. mouth almost feels like that weird numbness. Yeah. From, uh, I'll read it. Maybe it says some shit about grapefruit because you you hit that on the fucking the sensation mm-hmm. of, of if you ate like an orange peel or something. That is totally yeah. how it makes your mouth feel. It must have something in there like that. It must be. Some oh, that ain't shit. that ain't uh, say. that ain't cheapy either. Well, that's Adams. really nice though. Matt yeah, Adams spares no expense when it comes like to a, the boys. A, like I say, it's Thank not you, like a citrus. It's a citrus peel. Like when you squeeze it yeah. and the oil flies off. Grapefruit like, was a good... Uh, it doesn't taste like grapefruit, but it gave you the sensation gives you that, that, yeah. that you get. In your teeth. Almost a numbness. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that is so... But you're right, though. Like you instantly feel it. In, like it's a perfect scotch. It's like a foggy, really cold-ass yeah. night. You would take a swig of that, and it would just warm yeah. your body. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that. that's really good. Thank you, Matthew D. Adams. Um that's like what D that, stands yeah. for. And I like uh, I like different stuff that's like not like that's not something you see every day. No, you you're not going like to see that at a typical yeah. liquor store. Yeah, you don't really Ooh, you don't really see that. They have a 21. Mm, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, that's the 12 we just yeah. had. The 12 is good. Yeah, that's so an $80 what? bottle for 12. It, it's my a sus- good bottle. How much is the 21? 239. Uh, 239. Yeah, my suspicion is Oof. it's not going to be it wouldn't be worth yeah, the upcharge. I, I I don't know. I don't know, cause like the XR twenty one. When you start getting maybe from a twelve to a fifteen, like the Dalmore, it, they're they're really close. But when you get into the twenty one, yeah, I guess you're right. Twenty one. You're, you're, you're looking at you're looking at a, almost that's quite a, a jump. You're looking at a almost twice as old. Yeah, you know that's like, true. It, it, it's uh, that's true. They have a completely different years, flavor. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. they've just been sitting like twenty one years yeah. ago. Yeah. It's old enough to drink itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Actually. That's what's great about the twenty ones. Like they're, exactly. So, and always, we want to thank uh, some um, patronage. Um, you help uh, make our jeans grow. Um, no, you help the trains run on time. You help us uh, <laughs> keep ourselves in ramen and uh, pay for all the swag that we send out, et cetera. We really appreciate it. Um, and the f- uh, first patron is Daniel Torres. He murdered you guys someone. Remember I remember his trial. Oh, do you? Yeah. Did you catch it? <laughs> I remember yeah. his trial. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, where he was guilty for murdering people. <laughs> it's all over the news. I remember Jesus that. Jesus Christ. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. He was like he was like an ice man on the stand. He was. Yeah. yeah. There were all, all those memes mm-hmm. about him, mm-hmm. like just like staring. Yeah. Those yeah. were funny memes too. Though. They were good yeah. memes, yeah. Um then we have Mark Fisher. Yeah, staring. Yeah, he was. It was staring. Karen dead in the LeBaron. That was yeah, that meme. Yeah. And, his, <laughs> that was, and it was his, too soon. Yeah, yeah. Way, way too soon. soon. Yeah, it was before like, he was way, even convicted. Yeah, way too soon. Yeah. yeah, her poor family. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> condolences. Yeah, Mark Fisher with a C. He's yeah, pretentious. He wishes he was good at chess, and he's not. Yeah. <laughs> he just hangs out in the park. But is he related play... to Bobby Fisher? Not at all. He, just, no. he, just, yeah. he tells people he is. He's not, though. Yeah, he's related to anal fishers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Calls himself a fisherman. Yeah. But... He spells it differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... His wrestling name was Preparation H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was his favorite <laughs> move. So thank you uh, for patronage. Thank you for the support, um, and we'll keep shouting you out. Um, we're almost done with our list, oh, um, and it's because the list is just over a year old. What's the so, date? On, is there a date uh, by the picture? The latest on the date is November of 2020. Oh, oh fuck. No, we're moving there. Yeah. We're I moving, mean, fuck, man. but there's probably a lot there since is. then. There is. But we've been working. 
promise that list has and i don't think we finished this whole list either so there's some pages with people that are still on it so we're, we're getting there we're getting there um so our topic today is uh I'm I'm curious how the topic like it was it was Brad's suggestion. Well, there was a mix up. Mm-hmm. There was a mix up. You I can, didn't understand. Uh, be, I explained it to him because he's like, Dave keeps suggesting Blink One Eighty Two, but why would we do that? I was like, No, he wants Tom DeLong from Blink One Eighty Two. He wants the right, fucking the alien to yeah, the yeah. stars. Fucking why is Tom DeLong talking to generals and why are they talking back? Mm. Like why? And is I that just happening? I just suggested Red Hot Chili. I was like, If we're gonna like, do a band, band, it's gonna be Red Hot Chili Peppers because right. I fucking hate them. Yeah. <laughs> I I uh I mostly I I hate half of them. Well, and and that's what I was talking to Bryn about. I I don't I understand like the the music most people don't listen to words of music. Like they just hear right. a tune right. and it's like, oh, it's melodic and, and the it's chorus like chorus is catchy. And it's like, and it doesn't matter what it's saying because it's, you're mumbling it anyway. And most people don't know the word. So I get that. Like, I understand that. And I'm not saying they're bad musicians. I I understand exactly what they did. It doesn't all sound like that though. I know that. The ones you heard, you're hearing like yeah, but I've heard I've heard everything. Like, no, I've listened I, to them. I don't before. hate any of it, but I do not no. care for like the early, early stuff. Because uh, CJ Laser fucking loves. I mean, that's their Red best. That's their best stuff. No, I will say that. I will. I will say that I used to passionately hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Fucking hated them with a fucking mm. Red Hot Chili passion, <laughs> and I fucking couldn't stand them, dude. And the only thing that made me, there were two moments in my life that made me turn the corner. One was the Big Lebowski Mm -hmm. because Flea is in the Big Lebowski. And I was like, if you doesn't make me like the music though. No, no, no. But then when I was like fucking king of the world in rock band, there were several red hot chili pepper songs in there. And like easy enough for you to play. Like a lot of music that was in rock band that I never, I can't even say I hated a lot of it, but it was just like, not my thing. Never listened to it. I don't appreciate it musically, but then like playing the song over and over and over and having to really key into what all the instruments are doing. You're like, Oh, there's something going on here. Like this is worth it. But again, it kind of points to flea because the only thing that made me interested in it was the fucking ridiculously good bass line. Well, and that's what that I, that's what I told Brent. Like, like I can't, I literally cannot like it. You might as well put on like some sort of religious music. Cause that makes me just, I, I don't like, I'm just like, Oh my God, like this is terrible. And it, the red hot chili peppers is the same way for me. Like if they come on the radio, it's like, tur- just turn it off. They come on the radio. They better come on the radio. Yeah. Just barely right now. And part of the problem is, and I know many people listening will not enjoy this sentiment because people love the red hot chili peppers Mm -hmm. is, uh, what's his name? And, uh, Anthony Cadis, like for the first half, maybe more than half, he's a horrible singer. He's terrible. He's terrible. Like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I was watching, I was watching some of the video because it was like, as always, whenever I do a a band and they're like, oh, then this album dropped and these were the biggest hits. And I go back and I put them on YouTube and while I'm researching, they're playing in the background. And it was just fucking song after song after song. And after probably the fourth or fifth song, I was like, if this motherfucker was on American Idol, Oh, yeah, they would have called him pitchy mm-hmm. and he never would have fucking gone to fucking Hollywood week. Mm-hmm. Like he like he's not 
He's just not a good singer. That, that and might I didn't, be the case for a lot of people. Though. Think about like Smashing no, Pumpkins. Is. He's like, it definitely wah, is. Wah, wah. They would have been like, what the fuck is this well, guy doing? Three buzzers. The, but the he can still, he's not pitchy. He hits the notes he wants to hit. Think about like hit. Rivers Como, like fucking uh, Weezer. Like that, his voice is kind of weird like that too, where it's like, sometimes he's like, not now, now they're singing amazing stuff, but right. early stuff. You know what I mean? It sounds pitchy. And that's the thing. And I even read, and I forget what you don't. You don't we'll have get. to be a great singer to be in a great band or have, you know True. what I mean? Even Metallica, Metallica fucking, he was a terrible singer when Metallica was new. Mm-hmm. I mean, he fucking was, was garbage and now he's still garbage. But he's learned how to sing a little better. You know what right. I mean? Hatfield, like, is, learn how to sing a little better. Like, he actually knows how to hit notes. And right. he was he was actually terrible, though. He even said, they even say it themselves. No, I was terrible. He's terrible. Like, well, he, they knew just, it. like, all the Californication stuff, that's super melodic. And, well, like, but that's, it is. Know, and that was the moment. Because even, like, I read three of the different articles that I read, like, independently said, Californication was the moment where critics started to say, oh, we should watch out for these guys because he finally learned how to sing. Like, they're like, this and is a good band. Like, and this is, and so I even said the same that, thing. Though? They were, but he wasn't a good singer. No. But there was something <laughs> that went on. Because even and when I, I was even, listening, I, I was like, because I even like some Red Hot Chili Pepper songs and I don't know the timeline. Right. And then once Californication hit, and then I started listening to the singles, I was like, oh, every single yeah. Red Hot Chili Pepper song that I actually think is, is decent is Californication. I think there's post. After. Yeah. There's, and I think yeah. part of that is Rick Rubin. And I think yeah, part definitely. of that is him not being on fucking heroin anymore. I think those Probably two both things, those two things. Yeah, I think those and, are, and, and, those and, are the two and things. Some of the thing greatest musicians owe their music to yeah. heroin. Though, True, to be honest, True. I think yeah. a lot of, I think there's gonna be a lot of Chili Pepper purists out there that are mad because we're like, oh, California's like, well, I mean, because they're like purists. One of the, like the punk it, it doesn't show. matter. Like music is subjective. Like yeah. Y- yeah. your favorite band is not my favorite band, yeah. and, and that's okay. That's great. That's what's great about music. That's kind of like what's great about people. You know, right. what I mean, we all have differences, and right. that's what makes us awesome. Right. You know what I mean? But, but in California Cations, like in the radio, music, it's the radio friendly. Yeah, and there's, there's a, came there's, like, you know, yeah, there's a reason like commercial. I dislike them for specific reasons. And it's not even that Anthony Case can't sing or he can sing or that. I just dislike the music. Like I don't like that it. Style. And one, of, yeah. And one of the, one of the things that, and there's nothing I can do about it. It's, it's the, it's the three plate you know, thing with your teeth right. scraping. You don't know why. So right. there it is. It's just there. Yeah, there it's is. just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> Chili peppers. Then. Yeah. And dry mushrooms. Yes. Yeah. You like dry so, mushrooms. The wet mushrooms. You and I like. hate, yeah. Oh, ooh. See? <laughs> Sound like you're choking on a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be. Yeah. Might as well be. It's a mushroom. Yeah. So, but no, the, over the, the red hot chili peppers, like just the ooh. later chili pepper stuff. Um, it's not good. I still. do. I do enjoy. Um, it's terrible. And, but the early stuff, I just don't dig at all. And I didn't at the time, like it was dropping, it was coming out. All my friends were like, Oh, you got to fucking listen to the chili peppers. And I listened to it and I was like, but that's just not good. And like, I'll even say like at the time when Nirvana, when Nirvana came out, not my style of music, like that was me where all I listened to was fucking NWA and public enemy yeah. and old school hip hop. That was the only thing in Prince. That was Look, the only yeah, thing on my Kirk fucking Kirk radio. Like, think of his fucking tone. But and, here's and the, the thing he though. Sings. That's like, I, someone would play Nirvana and I'd be like, not my thing, but that's kind of a cool song. Right. Yeah. Like that's not my, that's cause they had like a cool bass but there line. Was, and but fucking, there was, you know. but he could sing and there was, I don't know. But when at that same exact era, when people were trying to get me to listen to the chili, and I think part of the problem was, like if you were my particular age, like the Chili Peppers are all older than I am, but if you were my age at a certain point in the in the early nineties, 
and you saw the chili peppers and they were all fucking allergic to shirts right and they're just fucking <laughs> can only wear socks yeah they were they were just like doing all this fucking ridiculous shit on stage like everyone i knew was like you knew a group of guys exactly like that and you mm-hmm. didn't go to their pool parties yeah, yeah and you didn't like it them, was yeah. like and they all had a band <laughs> exactly. yeah they all had a band and you didn't go see them play like it was the same dudes yeah right and I, even, I agree even when jackass came out i yeah. was like i'm not watching this it's 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 that vibe and then once i watched it i was like oh no it's not that vibe yeah. like there i don't know there's something about their dna that i've never liked and and there's a point where but again I, I will admit I like their their uh, music. I like their more recent music. I think once they got a good producer and they kicked heroin and they were done with the fucking endless infighting, I mm. think they were able to start getting it to getting to get even like at a certain point, like late in their fucking career, Flea went and studied music theory for the first time ever. He grew up playing and the trumpet. Like, he was like a classic yeah. trumpet player. Yeah. yeah, but um, but even in spite of all of that fucking super interesting story right like especially with him i didn't know anything about Cadis and this motherfucker yeah, had a his life, dad was man. fucking yeah his dad Holy was wild shit. i watched the behind the music and then i watched some like californication like era supposed to be documentary but it's really just like a ton of footage right just footage, and footage right. which is kind of cool actually because it sort of lets you see because when you read about it and you watch the behind the music it's like drama 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 yeah. heroin drama drama fights fired mm. new guitar player new guitar player mm-hmm. and they kind of just emphasize the drama but when you get to watch the band like they go to japan and they're on the plane and they're fucking around and they're playing jokes and they're pre-show like drinking uh fucking ginseng tea and all this weird stuff and it's it's you it's a different thing it's a more intimate uh view of sure. the band that you just don't get Sometimes, from watching regular documentaries and right. reading it bands right. are funny because um you know you remember when papa roach came out right yep. and papa roach had like an underground like ep with six songs on it you're like okay this is kind of all right you know whatever and then they came out and then and they started getting music videos and stuff and the first music video i saw of them I was like, no, I can't listen to them anymore. Because <laughs> you saw them? I saw them. And, oh, and, right. and right. it didn't feel genuine. And right. I, I just completely, that one cut your life video, in, it cut my life into pieces. Yeah. 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 yeah but I didn't yeah, have any it. regrets. This is the last so. resort. I can't do yeah. it anymore. So like, I, yeah, it was actually that video, which yeah. is funny. Like I watched that video and I was like, I can't watch these guys anymore. They're not the image that you, you know what I mean? That they portray in think, the here's, music. Here's Somewhere I'm, in my soul, I could probably still play that riff. Probably. I bet. It's not that yeah. hard. And here's what I'm just now realizing for the first time on air. It's the same. I can't say it's, on air. It's the, like yeah, it's the same phenomenon that I talked about on the South Park episode, which is the asshole factor. Like I, the artist, mm. the mm-hmm. art needs to be far better than the artist is an asshole <laughs> or a, I can't get behind it. I like, I like that, that. Did yeah. you make that up? That's good. That's how I guess. Yeah, that's like, how you that's feel. How, kind of, how like, that's, that's one and of those it's things. Like yeah. Parker and stone. Like Prince could be an asshole and you'd be like, yeah, he fucking cares. <laughs> he earned he's it. earned it. Like, yeah. yeah he's it's got, the same thing with actors and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you're a fucking pretentious dick. Fucking great actor. Quentin Tarantino. He walks that razor's edge. Yeah. Like if, if there's like an interview of like pops up in my YouTube feed, delete no thanks Dude, i don't ever want to watch him always get look like he's like he's disgusted about something he's yeah, talking like yeah. his fucking face is always puckered up like he smelled a fart and as even i think i talked about it on the show it was like <laughs> when i when he was when kill bill dropped and i watched him in an interview and he was talking about how he thinks he he made anything like if you looked at any of the sort of smash mouth 70s 80s hong kong action films 
um, he was like, you know, I obsessed about him. I watched him all the time when I was younger and, um, you know, like Sonny Chiba and all these guys, like in Kill Bill, I, I made a movie that was better than any of those that you could go back and watch, wow. or at yeah. least as good, but yeah, probably yeah. better. Right. And I was like, eat a fucking dick, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And then my friends like dragged me to go see Kill Bill. Like, well, and right, I yeah. watched that at the end. I was like, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> yeah. You really did it. You know, and it was like, same thing. And then he, he did interviews on Inglorious Bastards. I didn't want, I never watched a Tarantino film at the theater because I'm yeah. like, fuck this guy. But then inevitably most you'll of his movies, yeah, I'm like, okay, it, no, yeah. it was better than he yeah. is an asshole. And I think the problem I was, agree. I do like Kill Bill a lot early in the Chili Peppers career. Yeah. They were bigger assholes than their music was good. Right. And as they got older and their asshole factor tamed and their music factor got better. Yeah. They crossed the, the well, threshold. And, and, for, and now I'm like, Oh no, from that point on, yeah. yeah. I, I like and and for somebody doing it as long as they have, you would expect them to be better. Right. You know what I mean? You would expect right. the music to get better. You'd expect the maybe some humbleness to come mm. out. You know what I mean? Like, or not. It or doesn't not. really matter. Or but not. at that point, you know, the music has exceeded where they were at. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, there's nothing. And, and that's why I was telling Brittany, like, what? The? And I'm like, no, no, no. Flea's a good bass player. I understand that. Like the, the band, the band itself, like the music that they make and, or whoever, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the, the plugin guys, you know, that they put in, but the music they make is fine. I'm, I'm, I listen to, I listen to music as a whole though. And I know some people don't care and or whatever, you know, like Beatles episode, fuck Brad. I can't believe you compared, you know, Beatles to little Wayne or fucking whatever, you know, but it, it does. And then all that point doesn't matter. Like what I like is not what you like and that's okay. Yes. You know what I mean? But like for me, when I listen to a song, I listen to the whole thing mm-hmm. and, and, and knowing like, you know, like having, uh, music just being a part of your life right. you know what i mean some people are different and when i hear stuff sometimes i'm just like i, def- I can't i right. can't get on board with that like i'm not okay with it it's not and and when i know a lot of people like things and you're just like wow you like that like that's terrible. i feel like that about movies dude and the same thing like, wow, and i look and i'm like, like i know the whole fucking world likes this movie yeah I'm like, yeah. it is fucking trash. This movie right. is Aquaman. Yeah, and it's for everybody. Garbage. Like, I tell you, like, oh, Brent, watch this movie. And you're like, God, it was terrible. And I'm like, I liked it. It was, right. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. But some movies we agree on. Happy Gilmore right. is fuck. You know what I mean? There there are movies that so are good. universally good. And, and but some people hate that movie, probably. And you're just like, well, how could you? Except for it's their own taste, <laughs> right. you know? Everybody has a different sense of humor, a different, you know, the feel. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a, you know, get it, Bobby. (laughs) And no one, no one can, I I mean, you can't undo the the, thing. You can't undo the facts of their success. Hundred million records sold worldwide. Um, the, it just shows you how many idiots there are in the world. Really? (laughs) The most successful band in the history of, of alt rock, uh, 13, number one singles, 85 weeks at number one, um, 25 top 10 songs on the billboard charts, uh, six fucking Grammy awards and inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012. And is that is, like yeah. Yeah. name a is, band? Is Nirvana that, that has done that? Is Nirvana considered alternative? I guess it would be, huh? I like, think so. Like um, grunge. Yeah, probably. grunge. They're probably alternative, rock. but I guess it would just be alternative. There's no grunge. I think it yeah. falls under that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder if they were still going. Like, you know what I mean? If 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 uh, Courtney Cox wouldn't have shot him in the face with a shotgun. Claire's well, not Courtney, Courtney Cox, Cox. Courtney Love. Same That's a difference. real conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If Courtney Cox wouldn't have shot him, I stick by yeah, that yeah, name, yeah. sir. Yeah. Uh, if Courtney Love wouldn't have shot him in the face with a shotgun. I like, want the Courtney Cox theory. Yeah, I do. There's I hidden like shit in Friends. Yeah. Right. Like in the intro. Have you seen her in something? 3,000 Miles to Graceland? Uh-uh. Oh, man. Why? 
She looks weird now. Didn't she have a bunch of work or something? Uh, probably. She yeah. does look weird. Uh. Like it's like the Jennifer Aniston like got better looking as she got older, and right. like everybody else like just went downhill. Yeah. Oh, you're saying you know? she's bad, and you didn't want to say it? No. What? No, 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 no. Three th- no, Courtney Cox in Three Thousand Miles of Graceland, but that was like ten years ago. Yeah. Wow. So they they found it in 1983, and um, the original band was Anthony Kate. Uh, is it Kiedis? Kiedis. Yeah. Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis, Hillel Slovak. Uh, Flea and uh, Jack Irons as the drummer. That was the original four. And throughout all of it, to be honest, the only one who was in the band the entire time was Flea. Hmm. Oh, true. Because uh, Kita showed up from to the other he band. He got fired to sing. twice. He got fired twice. Oh, well, he didn't. Have, he took off on drugs. I mean, I know they say Fisher got fired and they auditioned singers, but they never had another singer. They never had another singer, but so, they officially said, "You're done." They've never We're had looking a, for a new singer. They've never had a singer, period. And they've, ne- <laughs> but they've <laughs> never looked for another bassist. Even though Cadis was in all of it, yeah, right. He was technically like asked to leave or fired twice, right. but Flea. Is or the, left is or whatever. The, the yeah, constant. Whatever like, Flea is the constant. Yeah. He's, he, is, he is the, the PVA that like holds the band. The, he is um, the bass line. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's the... Yeah, he's, he know? holds the song yeah, together. Exactly. The song that is the Chili Peppers right. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish he left. But the other people, there's just a constant rotation. Like, I probably won't even... I've got a lot of it in my notes, and I'll probably gloss over most of it, because there's a constant... This guy got too fucked up on drugs. This guy had a fight with everybody. He got replaced yeah. by this guy. Two years later, that guy got even higher. So the first guy came back, or they got a third guy. Like yeah. it's just this constant. And it, it, constant. Bands are funny, man. If you don't really follow a band, like you're like, oh, corn. Like, oh no, that's not the fucking same fucking guy. You know what I mean? Like these two guys are different. Right. You know, like or the all, all of them this, are different. You know, this like, is like over the top though. Yeah. Like I've never seen a band that I don't know. this I much some fucking of rotation are... going on. It's pretty crazy. Well, I mean, really though, Kiedis and Flea are like that's the the main two people. They are the main because two they're also left. Well, at this point, and, and split off when the record deal happened. That was the first original people, and they always kept getting a bass or a, a drummer and a guitarist, a drummer and a guitarist. At this point, yeah. you can't you couldn't change them. Like if you put a different bass player in, it's it wouldn't be no, the same. It no. be if you put a different singer, it in, wouldn't be the it same. It wouldn't be the same. No, like guitar players and drummers, they can keep changing. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, because yeah. that's but, not but the again, main. Like the Chili Peppers songs are known for the bass, the bass line, line and the fucking and the and the yabba dabba doing. To be honest, in most bands, the higher percentage of bands, you could replace the bass player and it wouldn't be a big deal. But right, it's kind of it's kind of he's got that share name. It would be like it would be like he's got one name. Raising a machine without Tom Morello, you know what I mean? Like you, it wouldn't. That's what I was going to say. Band, Keith know? Richards, you get, like, yeah. you're not going to get rid of that and yeah. the Rolling Stones. Like yeah. it's not going to happen. So they originally called themselves Tony Flow and the Miraculously Majestic Masters of Mayhem. Dude, they should have kept it. <laughs> and <laughs> oh they, my god, uh, they might have liked them. You might have. Yeah. They played for uh, some small houses, of course, just like everybody else does. Um, they did a, early on. It was a lot of just improvised music on stage while he rapped. Like at first, he didn't and he even wasn't really even supposed sing. to be in the band. It was just that basically he wrote poetry and he was aspiring mm. to be an actor and he was into hip hop. And so he uh, he showed up at a show and they said, "Hey, get up here." I don't remember what the deal was like. Maybe their singer wasn't there, and he got up there and he had like one poem. Right. It's like let's try this, sure. and it went over so well that they said, "Hey, come back tomorrow or to come back next week or whatever." And they came back with like six songs, and he said it was crazy that it was just from then on a line around the block. Like and that was they yeah, went those from six that songs like, were their demo. Yeah. And it was like the, so that same year. So they're the, um, yeah, they did that. They came back the following week. 
And then there was a split. So like they played together for the first time. And then within the next week, when they came back to play again, um, the, uh, there was a, they were in another band, Slovak and irons were in another band called what is this? And they got a record deal with MCA, right. um, not, not, from the Beastie Boys, but the right. record label MCA. I, I think it was that one. Yeah, too. and then um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers got a, a like this fucking blew my mind a seven album deal with a quickness, I don't like know within, a week, yeah. within, I don't within a week. Within a week, yes. I don't remember it being within a week. It was quick, but I don't remember it being a week. Let me see. I'll look around while you're talking. Doesn't don't look around. It doesn't matter. I, I want to know. If it's mean, not. A, it's not a fact that history will. It's not a hill I'm willing to die on. Um, but they went back and okay, played. Okay, it was, it was two weeks. It was two weeks. But in November, they got a seven-album uh, deal with EMI and Enigma Records. That's because they got that full high on heroin or something and then For fucking sure. yeah. like, worked it out. Right. And it was too late because the blood was already on the fucking paper. Oh, and then two weeks after that, the uh, What Is This got a deal with MCA. And then... Um, so they had to pick and me, new, Mike D. That's all yeah. I hear every time you say it. So they had to pick a new drummer and and guitarist. So they did, and they released their debut album, The Red Hot Chili Peppers, in August of '84. Um, the their uh, producer, who was the guitarist for a, a group called Gang of Four, mm, which the I'm Red not, Hot Bell Pepper, okay. was the producer. Yeah. Um, he wanted it to be cleaner and more radio friendly. And they didn't like the end results, and uh, um, which seemed to be a constant struggle with them was they wanted it to be as raw as possible, and then when a producer would come in and try to clean it up, the like band it. resisted it and didn't like it. Yeah. But then as soon as like Rick well, Rubin came they were like, in hey, and like, truly cleaned yeah, it up, we need to understand your vocals a little bit. Yeah, like you can't just right. like fucking suck on the microphone, right? You know, right? And he's like, "Oh no, that's not going to happen." You know. So, and I guess I guess that's the decision anybody's going to have to make as a band. Like, if producers come in and they're like, "Well, if we if we tweak this and we tweak this and we tweak this, you're going to be successful." Rick Rubin probably didn't ask for permission. He probably just said, "This is what you're going to fucking right, do." Right. Well, you know because I mean? like they already and we're getting ahead, but they asked Rick Rubin once, and he's like, "Fuck no, I don't want to fucking." I watched the interview guys. with yeah. him. He said they, they were, were just a, a mess, fucking, and it wasn't, yeah, he wasn't exactly, feeling it. Yeah. He wasn't vibing on it. Yeah. And the next round, I know we're skipping ahead, but the next round when he asked him, he three years his, later, yeah, it was his idea to be like, he's like, look, these dudes are a bunch of fucking crazy, like, kind of like just the he just knew looking at these guys like ex drug addicts yeah. and or current drug addicts, like they're not gonna they're not the kind of guys that show up to work on. Time. They're just roaches. Right. Like they're not like, gonna be like, hey, like let's fucking... schedule six hours on Tuesday to lay down yeah. some fucking tracks yeah. at this studio. They're not professionals. Yeah. So what, he was like, why don't at? we just get a mansion and like you guys can just kind of like we'll just like stay there and record. Mm. So they right. they went to the fucking that mansion and recorded that way because they could just fucking like. So I feel like he was biting the Beastie Boys move. Why did they do that? Because that's exactly what they did. Yeah, well, maybe they all moved into a mansion so they could like. Work yeah, you together. can't tame the beast. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? it's like you like, just let them. Fucking, no idea let them the creativity. Let them do. Yeah, when just, you're gonna be sober, yeah. all the equipment set up. Like you yeah. guys just record yeah, whenever you're ready. Any given time, two yeah. of them might be awake and not fucking yeah. high, and right. they're like, "Hey, you can lay down the fucking baseline right yep. now because you're here." Yep. Anthony's gonna wake up in the morning, roll down here with some cereal, and then we'll do vocals because he's fucking awake. Yeah, he's eating fruity pebbles, and that's the lyrics. Right. Um. So it's uh. I think it's worth it to pause for a second because I think I think looking at certain facts from a young Anthony Cadis's life 
says everything you need to know about the tone and the persona and the people who are the red hot chili pepper. I think even chili pepper fans might not know this. Like they might not. Man. His fucking yeah. his life is crazy. And I th- but it, it flavors who they are. Like this kind of bizarro over like ridiculously mm. over the top thing they do. Like I doing this research, I I got more respect for them because I was like cuz everything that they always did to me felt like an obvious over the top publicity stunt. Right. None of it ever seemed genuine to me. And that's why I didn't like any of their early stuff. I felt like they were just trying to be, look at me, look how crazy I am. I think it's more zero fucks than it is that. I think it's more, but like, I, it never came off to me. That was always just yeah. my interpretation. I always felt like it was fucks right. and they were trying to act like they were crazy and they didn't care. I think it's more it, like, Hey, like fuck, what who's got there naked and put socks on our dicks? Right. Like, you know, right. fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's more, it's more. But once like I, I once I read some of his background, I was like, oh no, I think it was more zero fucks and less less put on. So his father, um, John Michael Ketis, uh, who had a stage name of Blackie Dammit. What a weird fucking, fucking yeah. Name. Great. Did you did you name. see him? Yes. Yeah, he I mean looks like he looks like Anthony like, he does. a lot, but he he's does. like he looks like he could be a vampire. Like, he does. You know what I mean? Like you're like, that yeah. motherfucker is a yeah. fucking he kind of looks of like he looks like him. He looks like Anthony Cadis merged with uh, Harry Osborne. It's Harry Osborne. Someone got it. It doesn't matter. Mm. We'll move on. Um, especially with the mustache. French but uh, he, so he lived in London. His father did. And he knew and partied with people from Led Zeppelin. He knew Jimi Hendrix. He um, moved to LA uh, to, to keep trying to act. And uh, he knew and was like close friends with Sonny and Cher. Um, his uh, when Anthony was young, he was friends with with Cher's son Chaz. And what at one point when his dad was out of town, they like he stayed with with Sonny and Cher. And he said that like Cher like fully like changed her clothes yeah, to go to did. bed and he was like laying there under the bed sheets like looking at naked <laughs> share um well then she followed got in the bed and banged him probably I, no you don't think so no i think he was just a kid no nah. does that matter but um so in uh he meets through his father he meets uh david bowie the talking heads uh blondie um they spend a lot of time at a punk club called the the mask um on Hollywood Boulevard and his dad would bring his son even though he was 15 and they would watch all the New York punk bands play um and uh he watched Blondie open for the Ramones at the Whiskey in 1977 which by the way if I had my music time machine to let me go back in time only to watch musical acts I'd probably go back and watch Blondie open for the Ramones at the whiskey in 1977. Um, I think just, is that there's an article he proposed to Blondie. Yeah, he did. Apparently he was 15 yeah. and he was like madly in love with her. And he was, apparently he was being dead serious and he came up to her and said that he wanted to marry her. Yeah. And she like let him down easy and said that he, she thought he was a lot younger than he actually was. She said that she thought he was like eight, but <laughs> was, I think it was, was exaggerating. Um, uh, his father, when he was shortly, it said shortly after he moved to LA. So he was 12 when he moved with, in with his dad in LA. His dad, like, uh, started getting him to smoke pot with him when he was 12. 
um, which people are like, that's crazy. But it was probably more like they both already smoked as, yeah. pot and now Is they it, just did smoking? it. Let me okay, show you how to do it. Yeah, Here. exactly. Um, this one is weird, though. So they, he went to a nightclub with his dad and they met up with his dad's girlfriend who was 18. And he is apparently from the article I read went up to his dad and said, I want to have sex with your girlfriend. That's who I want to lose my virginity to. <laughs> the weirder part is the mattresses. I was yeah, like, yeah. damn. So his freaky. dad, his dad's like, okay, done. Yeah. And they <laughs> all go back home. He takes, his dad takes his dad's four like mattresses. Super playboy though. His yeah, dad's yeah, like, yeah. I'm banging a different Doesn't girl next weekend. Yeah. This girl's whatever. So his dad puts four mattresses together to turn the entire room into a bed and sets his girlfriend down in the room and shuts the door so that they can have sex. Right. And they do. But no, he told her he didn't give him a camera and say, hey, I think she wants you to take her picture. It was after they had sex. Oh, okay. So I thought that's what led into it. No, after they had sex, he said, and this is a quote from him in his, in his, from Anthony (laughs) Cadis in his uh, autobiography. He said, then my dad handed me an Instamatic camera and said, I think she wants you to take some pictures of her. I instinctively knew that some form of skin was about to be exposed. So I said to her, what if we pull up your shirt and I take a picture of you? Um, and That's why I feel like it might have been before. Uh, maybe like, it was because why would he say like? Oh, but then he's skin. He just banged her like on yeah, four but it mattresses. Starts with past tense talking about sex. Like yeah. then he handed me a camera, so she yeah. might have just been dressed again. Four mattresses though. Where did he even get four mattresses? He's like, all right, go to all the he's bedrooms and drag them in. Here. Mattresses. Like that guess, kind of guy's yeah. got four mattresses. He sold mattresses. Yeah. 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 Um, and then <laughs> this the is what got a little weird to me. So he said. Um, oh, this got a little no, weird. No, this, this one line, huh. that's a good idea, but I think it might be more artistic if you just had her expose one of her breasts, my dad said. Huh, yeah. We all concurred. I took some pictures, and no one felt uncomfortable about it. Yeah, I mean. Anytime I have to end a scenario with, and nobody felt uncomfortable about it, it means that well, somebody fucking well, felt no, uncomfortable No, not necessarily. It's, it. it's looking back at it. He knows now that, like, Maybe that I mean, wasn't it, normal, you know. Yeah, like, think like about the that, three people involved. Chick's willing to bone your boyfriend's son that's yeah. like underaged. Yeah, probably not uncomfortable with it. And your boyfriend the is dad, probably twice your the age. The dad allowing, yeah, the dad, the dad allowing is, it to happen is down. Encouraging, with the whole fucking it. like, hey, my He's son's gonna bang it. my girlfriend, and I'll just be out here. Yeah. I'm gonna be watching Wheel of Fortune while you do that. And then young kid about to bang hot girlfriend. He was down with it. The, the picture thing seems like such a like such a whatever compared to what just went yeah. down. Like, and, I don't know. No, I, mean, I just, it's just, it, was he we, really watching Wheel of Fortune? We or he, all concurred. Fucking outside fucking spying in. Maybe. He says, yeah, we, all con- we all concurred. I took some pictures and no one felt uncomfortable yeah. about it. You're really driving home the part that everybody yeah. concurred and nobody was uncomfortable. Yeah, it's because be he, he knows it's it, not normal now. You know what I mean? That's does not, not normal protest thing. too much. Like, why even exactly. mention it? Like, that's weird. I like, get that your point on that. Why did you mention it then? Yeah. And it could just be because he's under such media scrutiny and he's been accused of slapping his dick in people. Faces. No, I feel like at he might have just I feel been like, clarifying. I feel like at just, the time, like it probably for them, he knows that other people would be are, cringe at it. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, yeah. like, ugh. Like, and he's like, oh, we didn't feel uncomfortable about yeah, it. Maybe. Like knowing you put yourself in somebody else's shoes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, no, we we did all these things and and it was perfectly yeah, it was fine. Normal, even yeah. knowing that yeah, other people are going to flip that whole like, story. If it was the mom letting mm-hmm. her daughter, her fifteen year old daughter, fuck her eighteen year old boyfriend and put four mattresses down. You definitely would be like, and no one felt uncomfortable about it. So it's like, don't chase this guy down. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah don't yeah. me too, this fucking guy. Like that, that changes the game. So in 1974, um, uh, his father took him to Kenosha, Wisconsin for a mm. business trip. 
And by business, I mean he spent three days uh, selling drugs. And then he took all of the money from his drug sales. And um, he would drop him off at the movie theaters. Uh, He said that he dropped him off at the movie theater to watch James Bond movies every time he would go sell drugs. So I'm not sure what is James Bond always playing. You just watched what, it over and over 37 times for I three days. No, I have to know what James Bond came out in 1974. Losers always whine about their best. One of those for sure. How many dragons do you know? It no, it's a Pierce Brosnan for sure. The man with the <laughs> no. golden gun. Yeah, that was still Connery. Or no, no, no. I take that back. That was Roger Moore. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to need so some anyway, more information. He went and watched The Man with the Golden Gun. Um, <clears throat> and then he basically said, okay, so we're, fl- we're going back and we've got $30,000. And on the flight back, I'm going to tape it to your abdomen because if the cops catch you, they're not going to accuse you of running a drug ring like they are me. So he straps $30,000 of drug money to his son's stomach and flies back to L.A. with Sounds him. like he's paranoid. Yeah. Um. And then, so apparently the basis of a song called Catholic Schoolgirls Rule is uh, he was touring uh, once the band had come together and they were in uh, New Orleans and he met a, a, a girl that he said looked like the Southern Marilyn Monroe. This one's sketch. Yeah. And she came in, took her clothes, said she wanted to have sex with him, started taking off her clothes. They had sex. He said that she was like one of the most beautiful girls she had ever seen. And then she's after they have sex, she says, by the way, I'm a missing teen. My father is the sheriff of New Orleans and I'm only 14 years old. She's like, fuck. So let's pretend you didn't tell me that. Yeah. So he's like, one more time. He's like, okay, we're, I'm putting you. And this is when they were in Baton Rouge. And he says, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my people to take you back to your father in New Orleans because that's fucked up. But first, let's have sex one more time. <laughs> what's this girl? What's this girl look like? I wonder who she is. Knowing she's know. fourteen. Oh, what year she was it? We could, figure out who the, we could figure out who the sheriff mm. of New Orleans, Nor, uh, New Orleans, was New at Orleans? that time, yeah. and then look up Mongolian. Yeah, Mongolian. Yeah, and then figure out who his daughter is, and then you could figure out who she was. It's like I don't know, man. Fourteen? I don't know. That's I, I don't see any fourteen-year-olds that look like they're fucking twenty-three. No. I mean, or I've, you, you see some fourteen-year-olds that look like they're like maybe eighteen, maybe like sixteen, maybe <laughs> not twenty-something. Not, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, no. not, not, not Marilyn Monroe, uh-uh. right? Um, and you definitely don't fuck them one more time. Yeah, after they tell you they're fourteen on the, on the way out. Yeah, and then. Um, I mean, maybe he was like, fuck it. I already robbed the bank. I might as well get the fucking tellers. Too. That's, that's the wrong yeah, way to go vault. about it. Yeah. Like I that, agree. That's yeah. like the the wrong thing to do. So when you're in court, you're in, you're, you know, you're on the stand. I, like, I already fucked her. So I just fucked yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucked yeah. her. I fucked her again. I just fucked her again. Might as well, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I didn't mean to. Well, because think about it. If it's consensual and he's going to jail for fucking the minor, he's probably not going to jail for any longer for fucking the minor again. Twice. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> it's not going to help you out in your yeah. sins. No, no. It's all bad. It's all bad. Child predator. And then again, this is a little bit later, but the at one point he was convicted of sexual battery. Did he get the okay to like put that out in the public? I thought about that too. Like you were so like, is there a statute of limitations? Uh, yeah, like fucking. That's, I guess so. Uh, um, I don't. That just makes me not like him even more. Yeah. Like, so he he was doing a show at George Mason University in uh, Washington, and uh, a woman accused him of exposing himself and then rubbing his crotch against her face. 
And what, I want to know what this, what's the scenario? Well, my, here's the thing. My first scenario was, okay, she went to see a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. And didn't know she's going to get it. He a, took his fucking yeah. junk out and rubbed it in her face and yeah. welcomed to the front row of a Red Hot. That was my initial yeah, yeah, yeah. response. But it wasn't. That's like, at, that's like going to the, the Two Life Crew show and fucking yeah, 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 like, yeah, why yeah. are they fucking my girlfriend it's on like stage? Going yeah. to Gallagher and getting yeah. mad that watermelon hit yeah. your lap. Like, that's welcome to the there show. Ain't no black person getting <laughs> mad about that. But that's not what happened. So apparently... No. She was on the program board and helped to book them to come play the university. And um, it was after the concert outside of the band's dressing room. (laughs) I guess he like ran outside and rubbed his junk in her face. And even in court, I thought it'd be funny. The other members of the band were like, Oh, well, yeah, he kind of did run. How was his junk at the height of her face or her face at the height of her face? He jumped up. He got a mad jump, bro. She was sitting down. But here's the thing, though. I even read, like, in a couple of articles. Even a normal chair. You know what I mean? You're six foot five. Your junk's not going to be did. He did like like a Jackie jumping power. He did a Jackie Chan off the dumpster. For sure. Fucking Wow, right in the face. Yep. It was a spinning shit kick without the spin or the shit. Yeah. Um. But, no, and I and I had you know what I mean. Like I in high school, and you had you know you knew guys in bands and shit, and like some of them were fucking just outrageous. You know what I mean? The like they though, would do fucking crazy, stupid shit. Again, I read multiple articles that said that Cadis had a tendency after shows. He would usually be back at the hotel, and they would get drunk, mm-hmm. and he would. Um, run up and down the the hallways of the hotel knocking on doors naked naked, yeah and then when people would like open the door he'd wiggle the junk at him and then Mm. laugh and run to the next door he just thought it was was, funny he's being an asshole just being funny you know right um or he thought it was he was he was being he was amusing himself yeah yeah yeah. is what's happening and to be honest oh my god i know some people go camping with brent or something and take their fucking clothes off like i mean yeah i don't know that's what i'm that would do that that's what i'm saying i had friends who had bands and fucking they did stupid like right they would go get drunk and fucking do stupid ass shit and you're just like you're watching me like wow that's fucking and he did 60 you know. days in jail, and I suspect it was only 60 days in jail because it came out. He was fucking drunk. He jumped up, fucking yeah. slapped he's been, her in the he's face. He's been an asshole. He yeah. fucking teabagged her and then fucking ran up yeah. the hall laughing. He thought it was Call of Duty. Like, he wasn't, you know? like, it wasn't, like, sexual assault. He wasn't, yeah. like, trying to get off on it. He probably went and did it to three other It was other a jackass people. move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he did it to three other people. Really? Yeah. What are their names? <laughs> yeah. But so this is his upbringing, and this is who he is. So this feeds in to what the band is like. I mean, you have to imagine. I mean, they're all on tour. They're all hanging out together, you know, and I think it speaks to why so many people like join the band and then quit mid tour or after they record one song together, they're probably just like, holy shit, fuck. This is not my Mm. scene. This is not like I did not sign up for this. And they end up uh, leaving, leaving the band. Yeah. Me and and Bob, my buddy, Bob, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Bobbert. Mm -hmm. Um, We have people like that. Like they'll come around and be like, Oh, we can out drink you guys. I'm like, really? Probably a bad move. Yeah. And then, and then pretty soon they're not hanging out with us no more. <laughs> right. Because they did some shit that they yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. They regret. Yeah, yeah. You know? So their second album, um, Freaky Styly, uh, is produced by George Clinton, um, who starts to bring um, funk in with their punk sound. And I think that is kind of a, I think that's kind of a defining moment, to be honest, in music history. I think George Clinton bringing in elements of funk 
them bringing in elements of reggae into punk rock with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think is sort of like a pre-birth of ska. Like, I don't mm. think, I don't think no doubt would have existed without that type of a merger. It's still a Southern California thing. So I think it's like a vibe down there. But I, th- I personally, I think like that sub- this, you're like, talking about like sublime and all that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a lot of that might have come from this kind of a, I think it took a genius like George Clinton to merge those sounds in with punk. Maybe um, to just get this kind of, well, like George Clinton, I don't think George Clinton did drugs though. No, I, uh, I don't know, man. George Clinton was wild. He's wild as fuck. (laughs) He's wild as fuck. Okay. I don't know if George Clinton was still doing drugs in 1985. (laughs) Let me put it that way. I got you. (laughs) I don't think Parliament Funkadelic could have existed without drugs. But I'm not sure that he was like a heroin addict like the like the chili peppers were. Um but having said that, uh Maceo Parker who is a, a great musician who ended up uh, playing with Prince for years. Uh, I think he played with James Brown. Um, he was in the band. And then at the, maybe, I mean, who knows, maybe I'm saying too much about George Clinton. I've never researched him because this is the same uh, album recording where he gets addicted to heroin. Right. Like heroin gets introduced to the <laughs> band while they're recording this album, which might have been because of George Clinton, but I doubt he it. He said I, in an interview the first time he I think George did, heroin, did heroin, he thought he was doing coke. And he snorted it. Oh, and it was wow. fucking heroin. I wonder, like, what is the deal with bands and fucking heroin? I don't like, know. Why man. do rock stars always get on fucking heroin? I don't know. Maybe it's like the, they need to come down. Like, it's just that they need maybe the after because, the, the high of being yeah, on they'll stage. Be on, like, fucking, All like, the adrenaline. Tour. Yeah. Like, we're on a sixty day tour and we did sixty three shows. You're like, what the fuck? Did you yeah. do a breakfast show? Like, right. how did you do more shows than right. there was days? Yeah. Right. And so they're probably like, fuck, I just need to fucking go to sleep. It's, I can't yeah. unwind. True. And I, I someone's like, check it out, bro. It's fine because he, he tinkered with it. Like in the interviews and stuff, I watched in the documentary. He was on and off about it, and he said that he had convinced himself, like, well, I'll just won't ever do it two days in a row. Like I won't ever do it two weeks in a row. And then it was two days in a row. And right. I was like, well, that's the only time I'll ever do it two days in a row. I won't do it again. Yeah. And then it just ended up being, I'm on heroin. I'm only going to do it two days in a row when I'm on tour. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And they just made little excuses to the yeah. fact that he was just like, oh fuck, I'm on heroin. Yeah, and so his, his yeah. first album, which was really pushed by MTV, um, and it sells 300,000 copies. The second album in 85 kind of falls flat. Doesn't really like nothing. It doesn't land on any charts. Uh, uh, commercially it wasn't successful according to the critics it wasn't successful um and uh but he Cadus even says that like they loved the album like they right. thought that they were on the verge of greatness and that they saw a new direction for their sound and and i don't doubt that but again i've said that about artists that i love they'll do a, an album that's like one of my favorite albums ever and then their next album doesn't hit right but and it's like you can tell they were trying that's something new but yeah. they didn't have it yeah. yet but they still needed to have pressure to release an album so i feel like maybe that was what was happening here they I were think, on the verge of a new yeah, sound they, but they, they didn't have it yet they were visionaries as far as that's concerned they saw what was coming next like right. if you think about things like like queen bohemian rhapsody rock opera weird fucking right. shit like no one would have thought you'd be like you want to no. do what yeah you want to do what yeah. it's like one of the most epic songs of all fucking right. time you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so and again i even I, I point to the beastie boys it's probably like paul's boutique i mean it was their second album it was radically different from what they did on their first album both in the attitude of who they were and musically and then it was just this commercial fucking disaster even though it's a great album but they they were on to something new that they themselves didn't know and i feel like that might have been what was happening with with this album so um emi 
at this point doesn't have a whole lot of faith in their seven album deal that they signed with these guys because now they're fucking such a doing commitment. Drugs. That's a wild commitment. Like that's, so I don't far. know that it's a, I think it's an easy commitment for them. Really? Now that I Maybe think about it, EMI money. is probably like, well, we can fucking pull out of the deal anytime we want to, but if true. you blow up, you owe us seven albums. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, it's a win win for EMI, but they give them $5,000. When, what day was that? That was in 85 when freaky styley came out. Yeah. Because like, Man, they've only done like from there, like barely made the seven albums all the way to 2016. Yeah. Like they haven't put out that many albums. Not a ton of albums. I was I was amazed that they were doing this shit in like '85. Yeah. Like I thought they were kind of born in the '90s. Yeah, yeah, like late '90s. That's like, they that, were, I mean, they were putting and, shit together a decade before I thought they were. Yeah, <clears throat> it's because it really happened like the blood sugar sex magic, like under the bridge and stuff. Like that's what people knew. Like yeah. I remember in yeah. high school being like under the bridge. I wanted to learn that on guitar so fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. So their next album in 86, EMI gives them $5,000 and says, you need to do a demo tape. Don't just give us an album. Give right. us a demo tape because we want to fucking see what you guys yeah. are up to after that last flop. Um, they get a producer <laughs> named Keith Levine who was in The Clash and was in Public Image Limited. And I think PIL, wasn't that the group that Johnny Rotten did after the Sex Pistols? PIL? Pill? Either way, two legit, legit punk fucking right. acts, um, The Clash and Public Image Limited. Um, and he also loved heroin, so it was a, a perfect match. It was a thing. Um, yeah. In fact, he put aside $2,000 of the 5000 just to spend just on heroin drugs, and yeah. coke and then spent the other three thousand dollars spent the other three thousand on between himself studio. and the the band the band members right. um and then uh people flipped and flopped uh someone else came in as a fucking this guy someone else went out as that guy and then it was flea and Cadis as as normal um then uh so it they said that this is when his addiction really was the first time they noticed it. They said that he would come in to rehearse or to record and that he was just like asleep on his feet and wasn't yeah. even singing or feeling it or, or anything. Um, and, uh, they I worked can't on even their, imagine bro. If I took a Benadryl, I wouldn't want to be able to fucking dude, pull. I want to go to work here no. to be able to <laughs> fucking yeah. run around singing and yeah. do what they do on heroin. Right. Not even fucking Benadryl. So they, they work on their third album uplift mofo party plan and they try to get Rick Rubin, um, co-founder of Def, Def Jam, the original producer for the Beastie Boys. Um, and he declines because he knows about the drug problems and the infighting. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want anything to fucking do with this. Um, and uh, this was the first time Kiedis basically gets fired by the band. Like at that point, they're like, look, we were replacing everybody all the fucking time. We'll just fucking replace you and do a third album. Who gives a shit? And um, at this point, we got seven albums right. to do and fucking... So the LA Weekly names them Band of the Year, and then somehow that sort of inspires him to realize, oh, fuck, I can, you know, we are something. And he goes to rehab for the first time, gets sober, and then when he comes out, they're like, oh, definitely come back. Like, yeah. You know, this was never personal. Yeah. You just can't You work. were just sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. You were doing anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm a sleepy singer. So they bring him back. They record the album in the basement of the Capitol Records building, um, and uh after 50 days of sobriety and they're like, doing yeah. good music, Wait, he yeah, just, but, he needs it to celebrate. Like, yeah, yeah, we got, yeah, yeah, we got a studio. We got a studio. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, it's on the lower level. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, it's in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. There's equipment back there. Okay. Yeah. There's tons of equipment yeah, yeah, down yeah, there. You guys just you guys use whatever good. you just need. Just go down good. there. Lowest yeah. level of the basement. 24 right. hours yeah. a day, <laughs> private, you know. Um, so uh, he gets back in drugs while they're still recording. It comes out. It peaks at number 148 on the Billboard Top 200, um, which isn't great, but it's not nothing. Yeah. Like if you're I mean, in the top 200, like you're selling out. I mean, there's only 200 and, and bands at the time, shit. but yeah, right. We were in the top 200 <laughs> ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. Um, so, um, at this point, the uh, Slovak, the guitarist, and Cadis have get even worse into drug mm-hmm. addiction. They would disappear yeah, for feeding days each other. And yeah. yeah, and then in June of uh, 1988, um, they finished the Uplift tour. Um, and, uh, uh, Slovak, the guitarist dies of a heroin overdose and they like uh, found him like he was gone for days, but it was like, that's no uncommon thing with anyone. Yeah. So Cadis doesn't go to the funeral and leaves just Mm -hmm. like takes off, gets the fuck out of there for a while. Because how are you going to face the family when they know like you're fucking, that's the other guy that does heroin with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently it made him. the drummer Irons so depressed that he had to quit the band because he couldn't even function because he was so depressed that this guy killed himself to which again, and this is 100% speculation. Like were they there? Like they might have had to leave town and couldn't yeah. go to the funeral. And the other guy was so depressed that he had to quit the band it's I like mean, it's, were it's you very, there? It's a possibility. Found him in the apartment. I know, yeah, but I it's know. like that's it, a fucking extreme well, you, reaction. You, you well, can't trust a pedophile for one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you like knowing knowing that he fucked a little kid? True. You know, are you going to leave your daughter with him? No, right. probably not. Like you don't trust them. Not to say that they did or didn't, but I mean, and everybody handles guilt in their own way. Right. You know what I mean? And they were, they were probably friends. You know what I mean? For sure. It was tough for them. So that, that was there was definitely name. guilt. Maybe, yeah. maybe like Brent said, maybe they were just helping feed the habit and no, for, he was definitely it. helping. Yeah. He probably got him the fucking drugs. That's what you know I was about what I mean? to say. And like fucking, and maybe he, like, he, was he died. Like, yeah. Here, I right. got yeah. you these. Yeah. Um, here, take all this, you know, stop being again, a pussy. I didn't know this, but irons, when he finally snapped out of his depression, Ended up uh, becoming a member of Pearl Jam, hmm. which I didn't know that. I looked that so up. He, he was, was in a still, bunch of fucking bands, yeah, actually. He was, yeah. A lot he of them. Was, yeah. Yeah, they fucking bounced around. So um, they get another guy, uh, uh, Dwayne Blackbird McKnight from Parliament Funkadelic, to join as a guitarist. Cadis uh, goes back to rehab again. And then McKnight quits the band and was so mad that he threatened to burn down Cadis's house. I think he didn't quit. They fired him because they said uh, for lack of musical like compatibility or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then he got mad. They, they like fired him right away. So, uh, not, yeah. for, not for lack of musical talent. No. Yeah. I could see that. Lack of musical yeah, compatibility. Weird, like, yeah. You know, yeah. Or musical chemistry. I don't right. Know they, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people don't. They just don't. I mean, you know what I mean? Like your yeah. your style is well, like you had sure. the drummer. What was the drummer? The fucking. I'm not the, saying that. Oh, <laughs> but that's happened for sure. <laughs> not that I'm great at guitar. I'm sure I've showed up to a place and walked back out with my amp. You know what I mean? Like I'm not right. saying that. Right. That's happening. Um, so they end up getting a guy named uh, John Frusciante, who becomes their guitarist for quite a run, and they end up getting uh, Chad Smith as a drummer who becomes you mean Will Ferrell. locked in as a drummer. You mean think, Will Ferrell? Yeah, exactly. So, so have you seen their have you seen yeah, their drum yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. 
So this guy has been their drummer since '88. You've seen that with no right? pause. So yeah, he's looks, like he a staple like of, yeah, the, of yeah. He looks great. just fucking like him. It's I think it's just for Shante is how you say that. I think for Shante. Yeah. Okay. Um, they release Mother's Milk. It goes up to number fifty-two. Um, That's creepy. And uh, th- then uh, they finally, after that comes out, Rick Rubin says, "Yeah, I'll work with you guys." And this is really when they fucking explode. Like this is the moment that they blow up and I'm like, I'm willing to back that a whole fucking lot of this has to do with Rick Rubin. Yeah. I think he was able to dude. I didn't know what Rick Rubin looked like till I watched it. Oh, yeah. I was not ready for that <laughs> at all. Like fucking white dude looks like ZZ top. Yeah. Jewish too. Yeah. I total. just, I don't know what I thought. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. hear that name a million times and the people he's associated with, I just didn't think he was like a white dude. that looks like a biker. Yeah. Like that yeah. shut me out. Um, so yeah, he says, let's record at the mansion and he rents out, he builds a studio and rents out the mansion yeah. where Harry Houdini lived. Yeah. Um, everyone involved says it was the smoothing, the smoothest recording session they ever had. Um, they like, I, I feel like Ruben was like the, like the barrel of a gun. It was like he was able to take the fucking explosive force of the chili peppers and like aim it in a particular direction and hit a target. Whereas no one else had yeah. the skills to have to have tamed the wild beast yeah. and get the best music out of them, get them to focus, get them to not fight, just like smooth it all over. <clears throat> and that's exactly what a producer should do. And, and that's what I think he did. And I think uh, he tells a story. I think I'm telling this right, but it was Rick Rubin that found uh, a poem by Anthony Kiedis that was under the bridge. It was the lyrics <clears throat> for under the bridge. And he said, he was like, Hey man, this is like, this is a fucking song. Like we should lay this down. And he's like, he went out there and I think he just tells that he's like sang it in front of them. But it was like, you think at this point, he's not embarrassed to bear his fucking soul. You know what I mean? But it was like artistically, like he was it's reserved softer, about it. Yeah. It softer. I think probably you're right. And More so genuine. he said, and no one judged him at all. They just fucking grabbed their guitars and started playing. And like under the bridge was born, like right. all that badass guitar. Right. And that was, and again, I don't know their music well enough to know what any of the songs are called. Right. But, but I was on YouTube constantly and then it was like under the bridge. What's this one? And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I know yeah. that. You know, this is the point where it started. Yeah. This is the point where it started to be like, radio. Oh, I know that song. That's Man, not a bad song. I watched, like I like, you know, I watched a documentary that, where they went, <laughs> they went to Japan and like all these fucking uh, Japanese fans were like, I'm not trying to impersonate it, but do it. Oh do man, it. So, no, it's so funny though because they they're like, oh, like they look at him, and they start singing his song, like they start singing under the bridge and shit, and it's like, man, it's funny because that sounds like the lyrics, but those aren't quite the words. You right. know what I mean? Right. Sound, it's just like him singing it in another yeah, concert. Like, yeah, like we would be fucking it up, but it's like close yeah. to the words that are there, but like it's just yeah. like sounds sound, just sounds like, like it. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Right. Yes, exactly. Not quite the words, but yeah. almost. <laughs> so, um, give it away is on that album, and it. Uh, it becomes their first number one single on the charts. It won a Grammy in 92 for best hard rock performance with a vocal. It was their first Grammy. Um, Under the Bridge comes out as their second single. It's number two on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Can you say give um, it away now for me just once? Just barely right now. now. No, without Brad interrupting it. Uh, give it away barely right now. God damn it. 
<laughs> just say give it away now. Just say it one time. No. <laughs> you know I'm going to yes, chop that I shit know, up. Exactly. I already got half of what I no. need. <laughs> <laughs> you it, Brad? He was about to say it. Well, actually, I have the track. Bro, I can cut Brad's out. Like, I can yeah, go back and get in the, in the project, and you said it once, oh, but Brad, true. yeah, we'll see what I can do. Mm. It wasn't perfect, though. Um, So they end up, uh, this album ends up selling 12 million copies. It's listed as number 310 on the Rolling Stones' top 500 greatest albums of all time. A 300 out of 500 doesn't sound great, but if you think about it, it's all time. All time. That's fucking crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. That's like Jimi Hendrix. That's everybody. Yes, that's fucking everybody. Rolling Stones, yeah. Led Zeppelin. Mm, right. It's not number one, though. But that's like, let's take the Beatles... And it's like all their albums are probably on that list. Oh, for right. sure. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like it's like you take a great musician. Well, maybe not all of you're, them, but you're, but, but you're still you're going to throw five or Think six how albums. How many from, albums are in existence? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's the top yeah, of the fucking stack for yeah, sure. It is. And there's then, there's definitely um, some on there that shouldn't be on there though. Like there's so yeah. in '92 uh, they did give it away at the MTV uh, Video Music Awards. They when won did they give seven it away? awards? Um, they won the viewers choice award. Uh, they, they just fucking blow up on this one. And, um, it's, I don't know. Like uh, one of the articles that I read said that a lot of chili pepper purists say that like from this point on is like, Oh, that's when they started selling out. Oh, really? And it's like, well, mm. that's kind of when they started winning Grammys and blowing up the yeah. charts and had an amazing producer. I don't understand what people like, think bands are trying to do. Not right, sell this albums. This is what the band is trying like, to do. You're, you're trying, like, this is the point. At no fault of theirs did they sell <laughs> right, out. Like, right. that's what they were trying to do. When yeah. you form a, I don't know if people know this, but when you form a band, you're trying to make money yeah, and, and like and get big successful. and get awards. Yeah, you like want to get you want to win a Grammy and yeah, fucking yeah. sell out stadiums. Yes. and this is the moment where that starts to happen for them. Yeah, um, people got mad because I, I think it's funny. Uh, people get mad when like somebody else listens to like their favorite group or artist. Right, you know, right. like it became trendy. That's yeah, it beca- yeah, it becomes yeah, a no, trend, that, hap- that like, definitely happens. Yeah. There's probably a whole bunch of dudes right now like not every band wants to make yeah. money, man. Sell out. I'm just here for the music. Like there's yeah. probably a lot of people that are. I'm sure you just got to quit listening I'm to sure them. Like are, after yeah. like you and, and they don't to all them? sound like that voice I just made. For no, the they do. No, they do. Yeah. Um. I know it's not music, but Kurt Vonnegut, the famous novelist, once said, any author who says they're not writing to get famous is a liar. Yeah. (laughs) It's like... I mean, yeah. I just want my novel to be this artistic horse shit. You want to be famous. You want everybody to know your name. You want to be at an end cap at fucking Barnes & Noble. I mean, that's like like saying you didn't start a podcast to fucking do... You know what I mean? For people to listen. We just did it for us here in the basement. They could have just set their book on the end cap on the way to Cheers and then everyone would have known their name and mission accomplished on both of those. That's true. Yeah. So, um, you didn't like that flea starts acting and I had to give him uh props. He was in, uh, the big Lebowski as, and he played the nihilist. He was in back to the future part two and three. Um, what are you chicken? He was in my own <laughs> private Idaho. He was in fear and loathing in Las Vegas. So all things considered, well, he was I in movies that. that are pretty highly regarded. Um, the, then same old Hand shit. Hand me my golf cleats. Their uh, guitarist gets a heroin addiction and ruins their Saturday Night oh, Live wow. performance. Dave and I watched that. Um, it was pretty rough. It's pretty rough. <laughs> it's so rough, dude. It's so rough. 
It's like it's, it's like he's, it's like he's doing it on purpose, dude. You can even he's see no, not. you can see Cadus like singing and looking at him out of the side of his eyes, like, dude, what the fuck are I you doing? I think he was playing way too slow, and I think they didn't have good monitors. Anthony Cadus can't get mad could, at anybody. I feel like, like he could fucking hear he's no, you could get mad at this one. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> just saying he's done. He's done worse. Yeah. He jumped you off. You can even dumpster see the and, drummer, like when the drummer finally gets to start he's drumming, he's like, oh. Fuck and like hits that because you could even see it on his face. He's like, once I'm laying down this beat, this yeah. motherfucker can't fuck this song up like he is right. Yeah, you can try to speed it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, so Dave Navarro comes in and plays guitar with them for a little while because the guitarist uh, gets kicked out because of heroin. But then uh, he didn't really ever fully click with the band, and then he gets out because of his own drug problems. So lots of drugs. Yeah. Well, Dave Navarro's lots a weirdo anyway. He like, is. A, he yeah. is. You ever watch that um, tattoo show? What is it? I can't think of its name. Ink, it? Ink Masters. When, when yeah, is it on? Ink Masters. Right, like right now? Yeah. Barely. Barely what? Barely on. Ah, <laughs> I got one earlier. You, you said you said barely just right now. I realized I could take just the now. I got it. I got it. Are you trying to chop it up? Yeah. And make things that aren't real. I don't know. It's fun sometimes. I don't know why he's fighting it. Like that one time when uh, you said I have a feeling all, that we're going all the to boys came in your window, though. going to be much better. Than, oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I might just do it for fun, though. You might. <laughs> the one where you're like, and boys just kept crawling in your window <laughs> when I did that one. I don't remember what you said exactly, but it was like, and then, and then, <laughs> um, the boys just kept crawling through my window. I don't remember what it was. God, I, if you know what fucking episode that was or which clip that, that was, all. please <laughs> the me- boys message me. My window. <laughs> I can't remember what um, it was. So, uh, where are we? I mean, it's a whole lot of, I mean, the header in my notes, as I'll show to the camera says same old shit. Yeah. Mm. It's like, oh, and then they fought and then this guy got fired and then this guy got yeah. re-addicted to heroin yeah. and then there was more rehab. And then they did another album. Yeah. I think, I think, more I think now like more heroin and like chili peppers today, uh, age got to him. Cause that, as we know, like as you get older, like you really mellow out. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Like you, you kind of chill hormones out. Vanish. Yeah. You're just, you, you don't care about the sh- other shit. You know, you don't want the bullshit. Like you've, you've done all the other stuff and I think they've just mellowed out to where they can have a band. You what's, know what right. I mean? What's, and, and, uh, what's the old guy equivalent of blood, sugar, sex, and magic? Like what are those ingredients for an old man now once you've mellowed out? What is well, the, still what's magic, the album called? The gathering. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, blood tests, blood, yeah, blood, <laughs> blood, insulin, blood, blood urine, yeah. insulin, and magic the gathering. Yeah. Um, then in June of '99, they release yeah. uh, Californication, seventh studio album, 16 million copies. It's their most successful. Um, it's a clever name. It's uh, it is. Uh, Scar tissue, other side, and Californication. They're right up there at the Beatles and album sales. Yeah. And then this is the moment <laughs> where when I, cause again, I was just in the background watching YouTube and I was like, Oh fuck. Like he could, he act, he's a hitting his notes. Like that's a good song and yeah. he's fucking singing it. Right. And the next song I felt the same thing. And then the next song I felt the same thing. And, and a lot then, of times that too, was like, when I read, like all the critics were like, he, you know, this is his strongest vocal performance ever. And he might've went to a best. fucking vocal coach and like, he somebody's have, like, Hey, you need to fucking go do this. And the and vocal, go. I mean, again, it's like, I don't mean to fucking put it all on Rick Rubin, but I feel like that's the only vocal coach you needed like somebody sitting in a studio willing to say dude that did not work yeah like you need to come in like this 
Somebody you know, being real with him. Yeah, and like, who knows fucking, his yeah. fucking shit. And then he sees the result yeah, because at if the you, end of that I mean, album, he, and he's like, oh, maybe that guy's fucking you, right. You and, and you know Rick Rubin, too. Like, even even in the early 90s, Rick Rubin had already produced, you know, yeah. countless amounts of yeah, people. Yeah, and he's dealt with all these. I mean, he's yeah. dealt with endless fucking hip-hop thugs. Yeah. Like, he can tame a fucking wild room. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and if you're like, okay, this guy knows who he's talking about. Maybe maybe I should just go ahead and do that right. and try it out. Right. You know? Um. So that one blows up. Um, apparently throughout these couple of albums, I, I can't remember which one it was at some point, I think it was when they were working on Californication. Cadis is so high that he's barely writing anything. And it might've been the second time they kicked him out of the band, I think. And then, uh, the guitarist who came back after Dave Navarro, the Frechetta guy, whatever his name is. Bruschetta. Yeah. Bruschetta. Yeah. Um, he was crazy hot. He was the one who had the meltdown on Saturday Night yeah. Live and was high. And <laughs> suddenly Flea was like the dominant writer of the songs. He was like, Jesus Christ, no one's here to fucking write the songs. And then so he started to write the songs a lot for Californication. And then when they did the next album after that and everybody came back again, like one of the articles that I read said that Flea felt like insulted or diminished because now like – you know, Cadis was even talking about, I forgot how easy it is to write with bruschetta. Right. Cause it just comes together, you know, and flea was like, what, a, what the fuck about me? Like our right. biggest selling album ever. I, I wrote, wrote most of yeah. like, right. fuck you guys, but he didn't do heroin and quit. He just stayed in the band. Yeah. Well, maybe like, when this variable is gone, that works better. But when the other variable is sure. there, it's actually the better. Sure. Scenario. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, that, I tend to agree with that. Um, so they ended up doing some shows. They did a world tour and they did three nights in Hyde Park. And in three nights, they had 258,000 fans who paid $17 million in ticket sales. I saw that and I was like, fucking shit, man. And it was the number one Billboard top concert box score of 2004. Yeah. I never fucking think about 17 million. Like, that's a lot. That's why I don't, big I don't acts remember, still go on tour. That's um, why yeah, Madonna is going to still where go the money's on tour. At. That's, that's where why, the money's at. That's for. I mean, it's why sure, wrestling man. does pay per view and UFC does pay per view. Like those are the money makers right there. Yeah. Like I, I remember, like, and I've talked about it before. I went to this. My buddy took me that. Uh, it was a all acoustic concert, and, and and fucking Tony Bennett was there. Mm. You know, like there was a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, Paul McCartney, and they just oh, sat down with right, the guitar yeah. and fucking played. And Red Hot Chili Peppers were there. And they did an all acoustic set and it was actually pleasant. You know what I mean? Like it was actually like, it was super tame, real, you know what I mean? Like really, um, what they did a concert. That's a crazy fucking thing. You yeah. It to. was, it was a bridge school. Like it was That's a right, benefit concert school, right. up in, up in San Francisco. And like, you just sat on this fucking grassy knoll That's where they shot JFK cool, yeah. and, um, and yeah. And you just sat there and watched these bands and it was uh fucking Fleetwood Mac and fucking like just wow, all these, like all the, uh, all these, I think, yeah, all these bands, just tons of different different groups no i'll just did like shorter sets they did yeah they did three four maybe if, five if i had songs. a time machine i'd go back and go to that instead of <laughs> it Oz was really Fest. cool they had it every year <laughs> yeah they had it every they, like, they, yeah. I, I don't know if they're still having it or not but it's actually really cool because it was bands i wouldn't normally go to right, right. and uh, to uh yeah and eddie van halen was there um and or not, oh no who was it uh um, he sucks who, who's the singer of pearl jam eddie uh, better eddie, eddie better not yeah. van halen um eddie vetter was there doing an acoustic set and that's why my my buddy was like a huge fucking pearl jam fan and so he wanted to go for that but we saw all these other like i said when you have fucking you know 
Paul McCartney and then fucking Tony Bennett come on. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it, it was really, really super cool. Because uh, it was a bunch of bands I would have never ever went and watched right. ever, right. Um, but you got to see these acoustic sets and and like I said, Chili Peppers were there and they did a great job. Like yeah. it was like it, like I said, it was super tame, super chill, um, and and uh, it was just acoustic and it was actually enjoyable. You know what right. I mean? So it's not like I'm sitting here hating on the Chili Peppers. Like I fucking I just dislike their music. Like as far as like when it comes on. You don't I just I don't agree change with change the yeah. channel. Yeah, just change the channel. Yeah, I'm just like eh, like yeah. I I can do without it. So their uh, ninth album was Stadium Arcadium, um, and it was supposed to be. It was their plan was to lay down all the tracks for three albums, and um, instead they did a twenty-eight track double album, which is Stadium Arcadium. Um, it was their first album to debut at number one on the U.S. charts, and it stayed there for two weeks. Um, it sold seven million units, and this is where Danny California, Snow, and Tell Me Baby all came from. Um, and I, I think like with his fucking scoobop a doobop Scooby Doo style, I think Danny Calif to me and my ear, Danny California was the first time that worked. Hmm. Like, I think that that thing that like, that was the first time I was like, Oh, I see why that people like cool. what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause this, I is think in that video he dresses cool. up like Prince. I think there's a spot. I think they dress up. Characters. Yeah, they do. They all dress yeah. up like a bunch of people throughout the yeah. video. And yeah. I think he's Prince at one point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could get away with it. Like, like I said, one time or whatever, like it, that's okay. But I just uh, like, I don't know. Like I just 14 hear, year old. He got away with it. Yeah. One time. <laughs> no, <laughs> twice. twice. Yeah. Uh, and, well, no, one, but I just like one event uh, for in the court. Remember? Right. Like when yeah. you're, when, I don't know. Like that's like when he sings, like that's all I hear. It's just the fucking I'm the Scott man, you know, like, and I'm just like, I just, yeah, that's all I literally all I hear. I'm like, wow, this is not right. Not entertaining to my ear at all. So that one won five Grammys, best rock album, best rock song for Danny California, best rock performance by a duo of group for Danny California, best boxed or special limited edition package and best producer for Rick Rubin. Mm, so it yeah. just fucking knocked out I think of the Rick park. Rubin's name on it fucking just <laughs> really fucking helps. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, man, like looking at lyrics, like go go look at the lyrics of these songs, and it's like, okay, they have a half of a paragraph and then a chorus. The chorus is done eight times. Like there's really hardly any yeah. lyrics to it. Yeah. And then fucking, but like there's like, oh my gosh, this is, uh, this is like lyrical genius. And you're like, wow, look at fucking, look at these hip-hop songs. Like fucking, it's like fucking. True. You got four different four different yeah, 32 yeah. bars right. you know like fucking and the hook you know like and you're just like wow like you know the difference in writing you know the ability to write and technique i was, list- and, I was listening you know. the other day when i was driving i was listening to uh public enemy hmm. and i was just like his the shit is so unique it's unlike so many other rappers and that's one of the things i was thinking about because I was just like, Jesus Christ, Chuck is still going. Like no mm-hmm. other rapper would still be go. Like it all yeah. would have been chorus and fucking DJ. Yeah. And he's still just fucking rapping. I'm like, holy shit. I thought like, about that a lot. Like, so you listen much. to some of that shit like fucking, I don't know, that one, that one Eminem song is so fucking long. I don't know what it is. Not rap God, Godzilla. I think it's Godzilla or whatever. That one mm-hmm. where he just goes and goes and mm-hmm. goes and goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how many, how much lyrics is right. that? It's a lot. Pages? It's because a lot. In like, like, yeah, he does like a yeah, whole song in yeah. like 30 seconds. You know right. what I mean? On some of that part. Like, yeah. Fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. And like, yeah, that's, that's the, the, the writing and creativity it takes. Um, you know, like, like, uh, a song, like, and that's what I was thinking about a lot of rock songs. Like, 
the the music itself is creative obviously you know what i mean coming mm-hmm. up with riffs guitar riffs and and uh and then all bridges and you know what i mean and the mm-hmm. bass lines and the drum stuff and the and the lyrics to go with it to be melodic but it's almost just one big chorus you know what i mean like it's like um you do get into some bands that do write like full songs right. but when you a lot of these a lot of these bands that like oh it's a number one hit song and it's like it's a hit because the chorus is good right. and the chorus is catchy and it gets stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. The rest of the song, you don't even really right. remember uh, when you think, and, and a lot of older songs are like that. You know 100%. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Listen to this for a second. Uh, according to Genius, Eminem's third verse, just the third verse mm-hmm. on Godzilla is so ridiculously fast. It might now hold the, the, uh, the record for the fastest rap song ever. The verse is 31 seconds long and comprises 224 words containing 330 syllables, mm-hmm. which amounts to 10.65 syllables or 7.23 words per second. Mm-hmm. 7.23 words per second. Yeah. About 1, and he's nowhere near the fastest rapper. No. Like there, there's, no. there's, it might be the, the fastest rap song like produced by, you know what I yeah. mean? But, but out there, there's, I mean, it can't get too crazy fast. He sounds oh, like no, the you got guys that are though. way faster than that. Send me something because I want to hear it. Like, you have guys that you can't yeah. even understand, but they're actually hitting, hitting words. Slowed it down, yeah. you know, that's real. Oh, now. yeah. Right. Yeah, they have because they have competitions. They have, yeah. there's guys that hit like, I think, uh, well, I'm not going to say anything. Somebody will be like, you're a fucking idiot. You're you didn't look up. Yeah. It's actually a 12.3 words right, per yeah. second, Brad, you fucking dumbass. Like, you know. So they end up adulting. Um, the lead singer, uh, goes to take a break with his, uh, new family, uh, his child, uh, flea starts to uh, study music more seriously at USC. Like I talked about and, uh, did some solo work. Uh, uh, Biscotti, uh, re- started to release his own <laughs> albums and apparently he's, released, he's, he's just released several albums now. Breakfast pastry. It just becomes, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and then Flea and uh, uh, one of the percussionists from I don't know where, a guy named Mauro Rafosco joined Tom York from Radiohead in a group called Adams for Peace, which I didn't know at all mm-hmm. and I'm now very curious to listen to because I fucking love Tom York. And with Flea doing the bass, that sounds really interesting to me. <coughs> you know, Tom York has a dog. Does he? Yeah, it's a Yorkie. Mm-hmm. um but then they so they dropped more albums uh they did the super bowl halftime show with bruno mars in 2014 that apparently blew brad away or brent away i don't know what was it again i'm still trying to halftime show oh dude Bruno Mars, I fucking I don't care what anyone says. That motherfucker is. I just sent Dave a link too because he's got some new like super group where those motherfuckers are just wearing some fly ass old fucking sequin looking mm-hmm. suits and it's just all old school. That dude is like, like it's as close as you could get to being the next Michael Jackson. Right, is how I feel about how much of a superstar that fucking dude is. No, he's got and then fucking I didn't, crazy talent, and he's a legit musician. I didn't know he played drums. Like yeah. he was fucking that Super Bowl thing. He plays drums. They push him up the stage. He jumps out there. Fucking then they seamlessly transition from fucking give it away by Bruno Mars to like the Chili Peppers. Like it's just I don't know, man. Those fucking people are so talented. Yeah, I'll have to watch that yeah. one. Um they do the getaway world tour in 2017, which was 151 shows that lasted a year and five months. Jesus Christ. Um they made a little bit of money on that one. Yeah, that's where they Jesus make the money at. Christ. Yeah. Um then they were working on an album that got delayed because of the Woolsey fire. 
uh, when California was burning down five or six burn downs ago. Um, and, uh, they, um, did some stuff with post Malone. And then, uh, in January of 2020, they said that they've been working on a new album with Bruschetta and, uh, they performed, um, at some show together, but then apparently they were supposed to go to festivals, um, and, uh, release their new, uh, basically play songs from their new album and then release their new album. But that was right when COVID-19 hit, um, and as of an article I read from October of 2021, um, they were working on a new album uh, with with Rick Rubin producing, and it should be out fairly soon as of this recording. When was their last album? Um, 2011? Or 2016, was it? It was... I found that the Guinness Book World Records has MC Twista as the world's fastest rapper. Yeah, it's Twista. Yeah. yeah. 598 syllables in 55 seconds. That, was, that record last was album in 92. Was... Also, is it 2006 was their last album? I think it's 2011. Because their ninth album was Stadium Arcadium. Oh, oh no, no, they kept dropping albums. That was just the heading that I had as more shit. Because oh, it was just more. Yeah, because it was like every every five every five years. Yeah. Like it was like every five years, and they don't have that many albums. Like it's like their discography was like. Yeah, they kept going, but yeah, I'm not 2016. Sure. So 2006. 16, okay. So they had like 95, 99, 2002, 2006, 2011, 2016. So again, so 2021, 22. Yeah, right. another five, six years. Yeah, yeah. So that's right on, right on par with their uh, with their normal drops. So, yeah, so it I takes will, them about five years to make an album, but they probably tour on the same shit for fucking like you years. Said, they toured for an a, a, yeah. a year and five months on that one. Yeah. So and they're and they're they you know they sprinkle in old stuff. You know yeah. they probably play fucking Rainbow Bridge or whatever yeah. whatever song that is. <laughs> Rainbow Bridge. So so yeah they they um I don't know I I think I think it took them I think they were a, a case where his <clears throat> charisma and their uniqueness drove record sales to a point that I don't think their skill level was at. I, I agree. And I think, I think years of, I mean, of touring years of albums, years of different producers going through all the fucking rotations they did. And then finally, you know, congealing with Rick Rubin, then they finally had their sound. And, I'll, I'll and, do this. I'll do this. When their new album comes out, I'll listen to it. Like legit, listen to it. Like right. not, not throw it under the bus. I'll listen to it. And I'll come back and and we'll we'll talk about it. And I that's the thing that's that's the progression I've gone through yeah. from completely hating their guts to I'm kind of looking forward to their next album. Yeah, I'll listen to it. Like, like I said, I'll give of, it a chance. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going to fucking burn it down right from the beginning because right. uh, you and know. I'm especially we'll curious because it's like throw a fucking lockdown on there and they've all had time to write and they've all had yeah, time maybe. to polish and they've all had time to like if this album dropped pre-covid when it was originally ready i don't think it would have been as good as whatever they're currently maybe. in the studio or it might be worse producing. it might be worse i feel like it's going to be better <laughs> you know you over overdo stuff maybe, yeah um, true no i i think that i think that they really are unique as far as like bands go because a lot of bands like we talked about here like there's a ton of bands that come out of bakersfield um uh and you know it's a bakersfield band yeah like you hear them and you're like wow yeah, that's that same old sound, you know, like, you know, um, and, and not even just necessarily just bands, but country, like there's, there's tons of stuff that yeah. comes out of Bakersfield. Right. 
And um, yeah, if you type I, Bakersfield and Spotify, I did that one time just to see like what would fucking, come up. I was yeah, like, who the fuck? That's crazy. It's filmed right here by my shop. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's filmed right there. There's yeah. a bunch of videos and shit. And and uh, but I I feel like they they definitely are different. Like for sure. Like there's not another band. No, like there's them. nothing like them. There never yeah. has been. They no. kind of came out of nowhere. Um, that's saying something too. It really is for sure. Yeah, the uniqueness, the uniqueness definitely is there. Like I I give them credit for that. There's only so many notes on a guitar and so many combinations Mm -hmm. of chords. You know what I mean? A lot, and a lot of the chords are repetitive progressions across all bands. But makes anything that sounds unique is an accomplishment for sure. Yeah, just coming up with a unique name, you know, like it's hard enough to do now. I mean, the impact they had on music and on on I don't know performing. I mean the the I mean I, I I don't think it can be understood. I mean look how many fucking Grammys they've won. I mean they've made yeah. a major major impact on the music industry more than most bands of their era um and a lot of bands that would have started and sort of you know were just sort of getting their their ground in the early 90s. Yeah. They weren't churning out hits in the early 2000s. Like that's pretty rare. Yeah. You know, that's a rarefied air to to have a career that long in music and still be relevant and still have passion. I mean, there's obviously bands out there like that. Yeah. But there's not a lot of them. I mean, they're truly the superstar bands that are out there. And that's that's who the how many band, how many band names can you think of with food in them? Were, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, bread. Smashing Pumpkins, Bread. There's probably a lot. Yeah. I just wanted garbage. to something to it. <laughs> garbage. Some food's garbage. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Mom's spaghetti. Mm. Yeah. Pussy wagon. There's probably a lot of uh, like Mexican bands with uh, food in the name. Maybe we just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Los Tacos Lobos. Mm-hmm. Those guys. I don't think there's. I don't think there's a whole lot of bands with food in the title. Menudo. Oh, that is a fucking slam. That, that really dunk is a band, right there, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ricky Martin, baby. Yeah. Oh, that was Ricky Martin. Yeah. yeah. What's up? There's a dude at my work. He's a he's a splicer, and that motherfucker used to sing like in a Mexican band mm-hmm. or Hispanic, what I don't know, whatever the fuck. Like I don't know. Band, like, like a contemporary well, band, like kind of like the Menudo style, but it wasn't like okay. um, it wasn't uh, like a like there wasn't multiple people singing. You know what I mean? It's just him singing. That full fucking. It's I good. can't understand anything he says, but that motherfucker can sing, dude. Mm-hmm. That like, happened to me at, at Best Buy. Sing. We found out that our supervisor was going to be like at the Tamashaner singing. Yeah. And he fucking sang uh, fucking crazy. CeeLo. Oh, really? Yeah. And like, I was fucking like, good? Fuck yes, dude. Yeah. I was like, this God dude damn. is sly. Like, yeah. hands off the fucking sly. Like, that motherfucker, like, with someone was like, oh, he's going to be. I was like, sly? Like, quiet sly? Like, fucking manager sly? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, and they're like, yeah, no, he's fucking good, dude. I was like, like, what's he saying? Yeah. They're like, like fucking old ass, like shit. And then like, oh, he does that song crazy. I heard, and I, I, I went hit him up. I was like, hey, you can sing that song. He's like, he just shook his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, you should I'm come okay. by. And I fucking walk in that motherfucker, and he like waves at me, and that was the next fucking song, and he fucking killed it. Wow. It was so weird to even work with him after yeah. that. He's like, that came out of you. Like, right. that's fucking wild yeah, that right. you can do that. Yeah, that's a trip, man. People have talent, you know, and and think of how much wasted talent there is. Like, you have like these people yeah. who like, oh, this person's famous, and they they do this, and you're like, I fucking know somebody who's better than them. Yeah. Like Dude, they just didn't like, make it, you know. I feel like, like my daughter, if she would have gave a fucking care yeah, about piano, yeah, and for sure, singing, yeah, yeah. And she's just not into it, man. Well, she's just not you know. into it, and she picked it up so quick, yeah. man. Like that one time, some I was people like, have the natural ability. It's the stuff that like we worked on our whole lives to try and get right. better and at. Could, like our kids just to tell pick her. it up. I was like, I have to try so hard to do that, babe. I was like, she was playing the ukulele that one night, and I was like, I was like, are you? 
was she playing the I walk in there and like she doesn't play the yeah. ukulele. She's like, Oh yeah, there's a talent show tomorrow. So I'm just gonna learning learn this it. and sing that. And I was like, Tomorrow there's a talent show. Yeah. All right. Well, it's like my son, mm-hmm. like fucking like beatboxing and stuff. Like he's yeah. just like he's naturally picked right. like naturally has rhythm. And he he just he can just beatbox. He's already doing three or four instruments. Right. Like and I'm like, he's fucking six barely, or not yeah. even six yet. Barely just right now. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I'm just like, man, and we talked about that, you know, the genetics thing, you know, like something you work on your whole life, right, you know, and then your right. kid picks it up and you're like, you fucking asshole. Well, it's yeah. because I did that. Yeah. You programmed, you motherfucker. You programmed yeah. your DNA. Right. Yeah. That's you, a trip. You put the work in and he can start Crazy. from that. He gets to stand on your shoulders and start from there. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is cool. So for anybody out there, start working on whatever you want your kid to do, you know. That works. It's fucking It weird. does work. It really does work. Is that it? Yeah. So we got yep. All right. So social yeah. media winner for episode six eighteen, Tanya Harding is going to be BS Sheets. I think it's Brian Sheets on Instagram. BS uh, Sheets. BS Sheets. Bullshit Sheets. Yeah, bullshit Sheets. What do they call them? Yeah, They're short. So. He's gonna win a t-shirt uh, for interacting on Instagram. He shared him a t-shirt. Oh, you could take a post. Yeah. Why? Some why not? Bullshit. Well, <laughs> 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 actually, send him some new sheets. Maybe I just yeah. got bullshit all over his. Um, so Frankie Pigeon is going to reach out to you, uh, give, put forth your information freely and, uh, I will ship you out a t-shirt. Um, just shipped out a bunch of stuff actually. So if you get it, please, there's a Patreon stuff going out, a bunch of prizes, um, a bunch of hot boxes. Um, mm. I was out of, uh, Teco shirts and apparently there's a shortage of Teco shirts to be had and I can't Uh-oh. get the sizes cause everyone wears like the same sizes. Yeah. Got lots of the other sizes that you guys don't need. Um, but like the smalls and the mediums, everybody wears large no, and triple small, extra large. Smalls are always there. Yeah, it's yeah. Everyone always wears large, extra, extra large. large. Yeah, yeah. Those are always it's common size. Yeah, lar- large and extra large, yeah. and it's hard to get them. So, we call um, those American. If I had your size in, in a uh, Teco shirt, you got that. If I didn't, um, we put in. I just put in. There's SK shirts. There's retro vague shirts. There was mm. SKR shirts. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff going out there. Um, if you get that stuff, tag the appropriate. Um, person and uh tag us for sure um, but thank you for participating on social media uh, but yeah we would appreciate it if you would uh, post that stuff when you get it and tag it but yeah there's water bottles and cutting boards and i did all kinds of cool stuff we had some pretty cool techo stuff up there and i just said fuck it and started getting boxes yeah it's a little pricier but half that stuff from techo i can't give away mm-hmm. the normal way it just that's that's the box it fits and in ethan atkins uh your box is still setting up there i saw it it didn't get mailed. <laughs> i actually mailed it yeah i got it out no, there i saw that I saw but it. what's funny is i saw you interact with that he, it wasn't in there like he was, he was in some like black hole. So I, like I shipped a bunch of uh, Patreon stuff. He's like, oh thank God, I thought you guys forgot about me. Yeah, I was we like, did. I was like, ooh, I don't remember that name being in there. And then Brad was talking shit like, yeah, yours isn't in there. I was like, it's really not in there. So I reached out to him and said, hey, what is it you're missing? And figured it out. Yeah. So Ethan's box is out. That's so funny. we did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thank you, thank you for that. Um, also, we are part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Go to Podbelly.com and check out other cool podcasts uh, like the Rock and Roll Beer Guy, the RRBG Podcast. Go check them out and check out Paranormal Punchers if you're into uh, paranormal stuff. They have a they have a great podcast. They do a good job. They even have like they're fucking hardcore. Someone's mm. really artistic over there. They have like fucking Muppet puppets of each of the people, the hosts mm. on the show, and they've done like reenactments and shit. I'm mm. really impressed by it. Yeah, that's really it's cool. well done, man. You should go mm. look. It's fun. I'm like, holy uh, shit, how'd they do that? I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, me neither. Yeah. I just saw their post. I didn't I don't listen I to podcasts. I watch uh like 10 minute to 30 minute like little cuts on YouTube now of Rogan. I, I don't go through the whole episode usually, unless the guest catches my fancy. I don't want to watch Rogan watch until he starts looking crazy, like fucking, uh, what's his name? 
Uh, he look, he's looking a little crazy. No, I love no, no, Joe no. Rogan. He looks no. a little crazy. He looks like Igor a little no, bit. No, I'm talking about uh, Alex Jones. When he starts getting mm. Alex Jones crazy, that's that's why I'm going to start watching Rogan. When you see him not at his normal desk, like I saw him on some other <clears throat> podcast when they were in like a fucking, I don't know, they're in like a fifth wheel or something. Oh, and like, sweet. it's weird because like you see him from weird angles, don't normally see him. And he's like, he looks like an Adams family. Who's the character? Like the uncle or something. What's the uncle's name? Fester. He looks like Fester a little mm. bit in this fucking. Uh, it's not, it wasn't Fester flattering to him. Yeah. Fester. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I don't know. He's done too much. What? Uncle Fester the ballhead jester. Oh, third Lester, base, I thought third base rhyme. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, um, check out Podbelly. Um, also, <laughs> El Yucateco Hot Sauce is our primary sponsor. Um, they make a variety of seven flavors. It's fucking nutritious and delicious put it in your mouth hole um you can find it at walmart you can find it at most major grocery stores they have it on amazon you can get it on ebay you can get it all over the place um if you're outside the united states you can get it at mexgrocer.co.uk um and most importantly if you're in the united states you can go to shop um and when you do if you make a purchase and use code sofa king not only will you receive a discount but you will get a an exclusive sticker that is a collaboration between Sofa King Podcast and El Yucateco Hot Sauce, which is pretty fucking cool. That's the only way you can get the sticker. We don't sell it. We don't give it away. It is a yeah. reward for supporting them. Um, it has brought, been brought to our attention a couple times. A couple of posts, people are saying they didn't get the sticker. And then like when mm. I go make the claim, um, it looks like a couple of people didn't check their packaging. And then upon oh, further wow. inspection, they almost oh, threw it away. Shit. And it was just wow. in there. Wow. Um, so not on Teco. Wow. And then the other ones didn't actually put the code in. Um, Oof. someone, yeah, someone Oof. said they were, they were, mm. they had been hanging out with Trent all night mm. and that they might be, at and they fault. made a claim yeah. that they didn't get it no sticker, and yeah. didn't check mm. their shit. So yeah. you got to realize a lot of packages oh. go through there. Um, a lot of them are Sofa King ones, oh. but they don't know your name. Like we know your name. So you have to use that code. Yeah. So if you go make a purchase and please do it, shop use code yeah. Sofa King at checkout and you will get that sticker along with the discount. And You're they famous to cool us, shit. but not to them. Just yeah. remember and that. And it's any purchase. I mean, they have like keychains, mini sauce bottles. Mm-hmm. There's like full six packs of sauce that have all the, a uh, bunch of flavors there. They have shirts, they have fucking flannels, fanny packs. Mm-hmm. They got all kinds of cool stuff over there. Um, so if you're a fan of hot sauce or a fan of the show and you just want to support us, you could even do a gift right now. So mm-hmm. like Christmas is coming up. If you don't like hot sauce, but you got an uncle that does go buy him some hot sauce. Yeah. You get the sticker. He gets the hot sauce. Yep. Do something yeah. like that. So and go thanks, check that out. Thanksgiving's there's no better time to use it. Yeah. Don't forget to put Caribbean on your yams and, uh, and marshmallows. That's probably good. I don't want the marshmallows, but Caribbean yeah, on yams, I bet is good. Well, yeah. Like and the marshmallow on the yams, good. bro. Dave only likes watching people eat marshmallows. Yeah. He doesn't actually like marshmallows. No, I, I do not like watching people eat marshmallows. <laughs> I know that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. I do not, sir. <laughs> Don't fucking eat ice around Dave and do not eat marshmallows yeah. out of your backpack. I'm going to chew on ice and eat marshmallows <laughs> yeah. in front of Dave. I'll next chew on week. ice because next week. You like one. marshmallows. You eat the marshmallows out of your fucking I don't like, like marshmallows raw, like regular marshmallows. <laughs> raw, you were going to say. No, I like fluff, mar- like marshmallow fluff. Oh, yeah. Just like, get a I spoon like, and some marshmallow oh, fluff. That would bother Dave. That. And I'll munch on ice. I'll just eat strawberry. What? You don't mind the fluff, though, huh? Like, if it's like the... I don't mind the marshmallows. It was just fucking weird, man. <laughs> he just sat there for a half hour weird, eating man. marshmallows. What if, I, what if next week... Oh, we're not... Oh. What if, what if the next shows we record... Uh, I just the whole time, all like four hours, I'm here eating marshmallows. Like, a, like it's a glutton. I'll be one step closer to being used to it. I think Brent will be more freaked out about it than I am because I've like, already seen it I'm, happen. I feel like it's going to be sabotage and you guys are going to pull out those recycled plates and start chomping on them. <laughs> <laughs> like in the breath. This is going to be one setting here for you. Yeah. Mm. Nah. All right. <laughs> Anyways. 
Um, thank you, Elliot Kateko. Also, check out Print Dirt Cheap. Go to printdirtcheap.com and you can order stickers or printed goods. Mm. They've got all kinds of cool stuff over there. They can source most things, business cards. If you've got a business or a podcast or a band or any need for printed goods, that's the place to do it. And you can use uh, code SOFAKING podcast to save some money when you're there. Also, check out Two Day Banners. That's uh, number two and then banner spelled out. Um, if you need a banner, you got a soccer team or something going on, you know got a band or fucking farmer's market, whatever you got. Um, if you need a banner and you need it fast, they can do it. They can do it at regular speed too. But if you needed it fast, they can get it to you in two days. Um, mm. And they do it because I did it. So still thinking someone needs to do that practical joke, even if that's us. I think we should. Yeah, we need to do yeah. it. Yeah. We need it's a, the, it's either a season, Bruce Banner. It's the season of giving. Or the, the empty garage or whatever we're going to do, like yeah. the burned out garage. Got to do it. I got somebody we could do the Bruce Banner on, Bob. Bobbert, that'd be oh, good. Yeah. Get a Bruce Banner. It just says Bruce. Yeah, it just says Bruce. This yeah. is a Bruce Banner. See if they get it. Yeah. Um, That's great. One of Maddox's classmates yeah. was uh, would walk through in there, but I think I told this um, same kind of joke, though, but she was like 11, maybe. maybe she, Nah, she's probably 10 when she did it. Mm. She'd walk through the neighborhood, and she always saw my bus, and she got her dad to bring her back, and she put a tassel on my uh, antenna so that it was a van tassel because she thought that that was hilarious. And I thought, I'll give her that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. It's still that's on the bus. Good. I left it there. So if that's pretty good. It, that's my van that's tassel. Good. I like that. Um, so go check out two day banners. Also check out Jimmy D's tees. Go to Jimmy D's Um, he does silk screen stuff. He does it for us. Um, and you can get some of that stuff over at sofa king forward slash shop. Um, he also sells his own goods and trinkets. They're, um, they abound on his website. Um, he's got all kinds of cool stuff, and uh, lots of our listeners have purchased it. Um, go over and like his social media and tell him that we sent you. And also check out SKR Apparel at suikerapparel.com and use code Soaking Podcast to save some money. Check out Retro Vague and check out Mindframe Podcast. Um, been a little slow on the Mindframe releases, uh, but Dave, you can't force creativity. It's the mm-hmm. holiday season. Yeah, it's the holiday Dave's season. Dave's busy. He's got a heroin He's got, problem. We, yeah. we don't want to tell he you. He started guys. playing Marvel <laughs> Crisis. Protocol. I fired him from Mindframe from his own fucking. When the holiday project. season hits, I'll be able to actually write for a change. Oh. This fucking semester is over. Yeah. That's actually one of my favorite episodes. There's like a, a Christmas weird episode. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to do another Christmas episode. It's my goal, but I'm not making any promises. That was pretty cool, actually. I dig it. So, and you'll dig it too. You should check yeah. it out. Um, there are thirty some odd episodes uh, plus, and then uh, there are sit down episodes if you're a patron. Um, for every one of those episodes, there's a sit-down discussion episode. Um, so check that out. Um, if you're looking for something, if you're into sci-fi, um, you have the Brink guarantee. You're going to like it. It's good. So check that out. And on that, that's all I have. And um, I want to applaud you because um, if you were like me, you would have quit listening already through mm, that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, but you're not, and so I'm applauding you. And uh, I did want to give uh, a thank you to – I posted uh, something my daughter is selling, like Christmas ornaments and stuff uh, – trying to get Christmas money and she's saving for her first car. And I wanted to say thank you to those who uh, did reach out and uh, buy some ornaments from her. Uh, really made her day. Yeah. She, she, uh, she was really excited. So um, helping her out, helping a, helping a young girl. And she's, she's uh, kind of like trying to start a business like already. She's like 15 hmm. and um, she's already like trying, wanting to do something for herself. I was so that it's way good. too. Yeah. It's good. You know, I'm, I'm happy and I'm trying to help her uh, yeah. do that. So, um, <clears throat> she's opening up like an Etsy shop and all that stuff. So, you know, good, good for her. And, uh, just wanted to say thank you. And, and some of you guys are very kind and, uh, and I appreciate it and she appreciates it. So, um, and then also, uh, the sculpt member of the month, Becky Nelson, mm-hmm. Becky, uh, just cause you're a sculpt member of the month, 
uh, we're not, we're just, we're not friends. After all the stuff we know about you, mm. I mean, would we want to be friends with you? It got awkward. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know how to answer that. It got just, forward and then it got awkward. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, you know, uh, just putting that out there, you know, uh, just cause you're Skull Member of the Month, you know, uh, Matthew D. Adams, you know, Alan Mills, oh, so uh, you're not Nicole Schmidt Bosch. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, you know, Sam Culper. Uh, Patty Larson, uh, Patty Larson, um, you know, uh, yeah, just, just, I mean, you know, some of those people just take are hard, it. They're hard you know, to look at, let alone be friends with them. Yeah. yeah I don't know if I member of the month. digital friends with yeah, them. You know what I mean, it's hard. I got all my pictures turned off on Facebook. Yeah, I don't want to swipe past some of that shit. Yeah. You know, you can turn your pictures off so like they don't load. You got to right. put it on the low bandwidth mode. Oh, and and the pictures won't load. Text. Yeah. It just shows the text. That's how I keep it. Right. And I don't want to see some of these people. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And when, we're done, when we're done, you can show me where the settings at because yeah. I think I'm about that. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. I'm out of friend slots is my problem. Yeah. Yeah, so many. Your bandwidth. Got, oh. yeah, your my, friend it's, width. It's complete, my friend width is completely full. <laughs> oh, I want to make like that if up. I'm gonna, oh, wait, hold on. Gonna, Domain. If yeah. I'm going to. You have like, a maximum of like 100 uh, slots. Exactly. I, I don't even think it's, I think like it's 30. Like seven. Oh, seven. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's why you never answer my posts. <laughs> no, you're, def- you're, you, you're in the friend width. Oh, okay. Yeah. like that. But yeah, I have I I have to I have to completely yeah. permanently lose one to to gain a new one. Dude, I bought a new domain. I don't Did know if you? I shouldn't say it. Well, what I bought it? it, so I have it. But someone have to rush to try to beat me to the idea. Pickle pickle. I bought um the pizza war dot com. So it's, it's pineapple versus uh, non. Mm, okay, <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Yeah. So right. pizza war dot com. I'm gonna make it. It's gonna be a uh, just a, a running poll of, of what percentage of the population, how many votes there were, maybe geographically where they're located. That's not fair because people that want pineapple on pizza are more passionate about it than us normal up. folks. Then you got to step up. You got to yeah. come. They got to go to the because it's, cause go it's the normal. We don't. We're not worried about if people what people care about our pizza. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's just pizza. Well, do you care enough to go say no, or you want to let them no. win? You can let them win. That only they see it. So is it really a win? If, if it doesn't bother you, all it does is make all it does is make well, you just people, know though. All it does make you people feel better. Just know you people. You know <laughs> that when someone Google's it, it's going to reference. It's going to be like, well, according Maybe. to pizzawar.com, True. you know, eighty-seven percent of the population prefers yeah. pineapple on their pizza. And you're going to be like, that's a fucking lie. Exactly. Like, where were you? You didn't get out and vote. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. If you didn't that's go to the fine. polls. You can't. If you don't that's vote, fine. you can't blame anybody. That's so. fine. We'll leave it at that because everybody knows it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they? Yep, I'm going to start. I got a website. It's called pizzawars.com. It's bullshit. Dot <laughs> org. Yeah, dot yeah. org. Dot net. Yeah, dot net. Dot net's for losers. <laughs> just like people that so, don't like pineapple on their yeah, pizza. Yeah, just like Becky Nelson. who's mm-hmm. come full circle. Ah. Yeah. She could come in a full circle. Yeah, she does it. <laughs> she does it. It's yeah, like a snail does. trick. Yeah, she, she just, it's, like, it's kind of a slide. It's sort of shimmy. Yeah. Usually on the kitchen floor. Yeah. It's like when, when we broke my buddy's ankle. Mm-hmm. When he shattered his heel and he was doing the, the circles oh, yeah. on the floor. She gets up and there's like Cheerios and cat hair and shit stuck. Definitely she's cat like, hair. Yeah, she's got to dust that shit off. Yeah, definitely cat hair. Old macaroni noodle. Yeah. Hard. I know why you're looking at me. I just want this fucking episode to end. Me too, dude. Is it? Hour and 49 minutes? Yeah. Jesus I have, Christ. I thought this was a blast. No. <laughs> All right. Finger blast. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Sofa King Podcast. Uh, don't forget to go on to Reddit, r slash Sofa King Podcast and join in the conversation there. Uh, personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. Have Sophie King, Brent, and Sophie King, Dave. Also, check out Egg Tickle, underscore Hot Sauce, Jimmy D's Teas, and Podbelly. And uh, without further ado, we'll end this episode. Come here,
Oh, 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 oh,